0: Welcome back to the respected podcast. I'm Tedward. And this is the one you've been waiting for. I've got Chris and Chris, the cannonballers who made three runs within six months, you know, the cars I've reviewed both of them, the Audi S eight and the M five competition. And if you're listening to the audio version of this podcast, I would encourage you to head on over to YouTube because I'm going to show about two hours of footage from the actual runs. I wanna thank Boston Motorsports in Brighton, Massachusetts for letting us set up shop and, uh, and record this. And a shout out to Garage 42, the storage facility in Woburn, Massachusetts, who is currently taking care of my E39 M5 this winter. If you need to store that car this winter or for the foreseeable future, give them a call, Garage 42 in Woburn, Mass. But without further ado, here are the legendary Cannonballers. Right. Well, let's go back in time a little bit. I don't want to tell the story of each run. You've done three runs. You two have been the core team on 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 each run, and you've had three additional drivers—one different, a third, a third for every run. Although one of them wasn't a driver. We'll get format. <laughs> <laughs> we'll yeah. get to that. Um, but first, I'd like to introduce you guys because you're both named Chris. And in, in, a, in the spirit of cannonball and anonymity and the fact that we haven't done a year, uh, maybe we won't give your last names, but um, introduce yourself with either a letter or something that we can use to differentiate, because those listening are going to be like, oh, yeah. And then Chris said and then Chris said, well, you are always Kristoff. Yeah, uh, his so alter ego, my alter ego, I guess, Kristoff, uh, also Chris D. We'll go. Will both of those work. Let's go, Chris and Kristoff. That'll uh, be fine. All right. All right. The, the Cannonball community is going to find this hilarious. I'm sure because That's they're fine. like, "Oh, you turds! We know who you are." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but all right. So, what? Let's start from the beginning. Where did this? Where did this idea come from? Not because you invented Cannonball, but what made you think like, "Hey, I'm going to go and beat this record"? Because at the time you were doing this, Doug and Arnie had set down their 27. Uh, what was it? Twenty-seven, twenty-five. Twenty-seven, twenty-five, which had beaten the quote unbeatable well. Ed Bolian record. Well, when we set out to do this, yeah. the record
1: was twenty-eight
2: fifty. Yeah, when we started like planning in earnest, it was twenty-eight fifty. So that was the like when we made I think the first spreadsheet, it was twenty-eight fifty, and uh, all of a sudden, I think we went into Matt's one day, and Matt was like, uh, "I heard that there's a new record," and we're like, "What do you mean?" And then shortly after, uh, Doug and Arnie announced it, and we're like, all right, back to the spreadsheet. We're going to change everything now. After all
0: all the planning and everything, we now have a new time and a new goal. What was the timeline on that? Because I, I remember you got—we'll mm-hmm. we'll talk about my involvement, too, because you got me involved
1: somewhere around, what was it, like October? Probably. Or
0: November of 2019.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so— kind of going way back I and mean, chris and i have been friends forever yeah. and back when alex roy broke you know we all knew of the cannonball run from the movies sure. and all that kind of stuff but when alex roy broke the record back in 06 and we all found out about it in 07 we were like we have to do that someday yeah. but at that point we were like both just barely a year out of college when he announced it <clears throat> and barely making enough money to yeah. pay rent so it just wasn't
2: i get kicked out of a land rover dealership because i didn't think i had enough money to buy a land rover well yes. you sure showed them. <laughs> yeah.
0: Because
1: you you didn't show up here in a Land
0: Rover because it's broken in your driveway. <laughs> so that's true. You know, it's that's true. It's one of those things
1: where, you know, and then when Ed broke it in two thousand thirteen, um, you know, I was just kind of my career was just taking off and, and Chris's career was just taking mm-hmm. off and we um it just wasn't the time. Um and then over the last two years or so, you know, we both decided that, okay, like we really want to do this. Now, now is better than ever when we're still relatively young and don't have families or anything at this point. And yeah, you only disappoint a
0: few people if you die in a horrible crash. It's yeah. yeah. So,
1: yeah, you, know. Um, you know, honestly, the, the death part wasn't even something I was so concerned about. It was the going to jail part. <laughs> that I think I was more concerned about. The I wasn't reason. concerned. So, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. What, um, do you, what do you do for a living, Kristoff?
0: <laughs> nothing. <laughs> <laughs> unemployed. You seem to you seem to have a good handle on the law. <laughs>
1: Yeah, so I guess the um the real conversation probably started in late 2018 where Chris, myself, and Matt were at Matt's new restaurant, Idle Hour. Yeah. And um we were like, Yeah, we're gonna do this. Let's put a budget together, which we totally fucking blew. And um let's pick a car. So we started talking about it and like as time went on. We looked at Cadillac C T S V, We looked at... Um, we looked at the M5, we which is the, the car M5 we did originally. the
2: last run in, but we decided against it for... I forgot why. <clears throat> suspension. But, yeah.
1: We were concerned about um, not having air suspension because everyone said you had to have a car air with air suspension, suspension to I mean, handle... It made sense. But wait, it right, totally made sense. So we, we threw it out and ended up with the S8 Plus. Yeah. At
2: 2850, I think that was the car. Like, I think oh, that totally. was an appropriate car for it. Um, I think if the record, obviously if the record was 2850, I think we would have beat the record in that (coughs) car. Um, I mean, we did beat 2850 in that car. I think handedly, handedly, you know, obviously with the COVID shutdown and everything, we went faster than we would have normally, but I think we still would have. Uh, so I think that was an appropriate car at the time. You know, I have some theories of how it became an inappropriate car (laughs) and how, how now I think even the M5 is maybe like borderline, like not the car to do it in. Um, But we can get into that, I guess. Yeah,
0: we'll get into that. But I I think the biggest thing I want to talk about for the inception of it is the difference. So, I mean, look, you're you're talking about how this is something you always wanted to do. You kind of tabled it for years and it becomes a thing where suddenly you're like kind of getting serious about it. You're ready to actually put a credit card down on some of this equipment and, and make it happen. What is the thought process back then when you're like you've never done a cannonball you're a you're a pre-cannonballer right you you've got the dream which is where i think most listeners and people who watch these types of things fall into because everybody says oh i want to do it this is how i do it this is what i do how does that change between you're you're gearing up for it and you're preparing with the gear because i think gear is a big thing in your head at the time you're like car uh, people and an equipment. Whereas, like after after you've got an idea of what goes into it, it's like you realize it's almost all about the people. The, right. the car matters for certain, but it's it's less of a thing. It's more about like the confidence to be able to go fast. Right. So I I mean,
2: I, well at least for me, when we started, when we were like, all right, we're really gonna do this. Like this isn't just like us talking crap anymore. Like. like we've done for the past decade or so like we're actually going to do this uh and like we mind you this was like the summer of 2019 that we started saying like yeah we're really going to do this (coughs) Uh, for me it was like all right if we're really going to attempt this let me get out microsoft excel and see (laughs) like you (laughs) know (laughs) yeah let's see what like what the numbers look like and let's you know i'd never even planned i mean i've you know Obviously, when you're like thinking about it and daydreaming, you you go into Google Maps and you do, uh, you know, a Red Ball Garage to the Portofino. Yeah. And you're like, oh, it says it's going to take 42 hours. And, mm, all right. <laughs> and uh, so then, you know, plugging that into Microsoft Excel and then we broke it down into like five mile increments. And we're like, all right, like, what do we need to do for fuel mileage? What do we need to do for speed through all of these increments? Like, what are the directions? You know, do we think we can go that fast here? And then you start doing it, and it was like, Yeah, I think yeah, I think it's probably possible, you know. I think I think with what we have planned and then you start making a list of things like to do that we need like radar detector, we need laser jammer, we need a giant fuel cell. And with I think for for me the biggest question was the fuel cell, like how big it should be and started doing that like fuel economy planning. And that's when we kind of made the decision where, like, we need the car. Like, if we don't know what car we're taking, these calculations become much, much more difficult and very abstract. So we need some concrete data. So we need to get a car. We need to start testing with that car and locking down what we're gonna get for all this miles per gallon and speed and whatever.
1: I feel like so Chris Matt Matt's not here and Matt Matt was our original third driver. Um, I gotta. I feel like there was like a one month period where we must have texted back and forth about which car and what the coefficient of drag was and the horsepower and the weight, yeah. like literally all day long, like trying to figure to, trying to figure out like more what s- makes more spreadsheets. Yeah. Like what so makes, yeah. Right. Like what makes sense. And I think we got down to the S six and we were like, okay, the S six makes sense, but we're going to have to get more power out of it why why power so you know it's 450 horsepower like from the factory but when you're trying to get from 100 to 160 very often and hold it there like you you, got to figure like the shorter amount of time it takes to do that the better so a car that performs really well up top is what you need so the more research i was doing i kept coming up with like S8 plus and RS7 turbos. Like I kept yeah. like coming up with RS7 turbos. So then I realized that the S8 plus has the RS7 turbos and only weighs like 250 pounds more than the S6. So I'm like, all right, the S8 plus is like 20 grand more expensive than the same year S6, but. You know, if we can buy the car and then get out of the car for the same kind of money, like what's it really matter? All it is is a short-term investment. It's like putting money in a savings account, sure. sort of.
0: Only
2: driven on Sundays. Only driven yeah. on Sundays. Only put about three thousand miles on it. Yeah.
1: So <laughs> you know, so we finally. So I I said to Chris and Matt, I said, "What do you think about the SA Plus?" And I sent him like the drag coefficient. I said him the horsepower. I said him the weight. I sent him the type of suspension, like everything, and like. Chris was like, "I think that's it." I think yeah, we we,
2: <laughs> we honed in on that. I think pretty quickly looking at the spreadsheet, especially with uh, we talked to Bren Tuning, who was going to tune the car, and he's like, "Yeah, I can get some power out of this thing." We're like, "All right."
1: <laughs> so and, we started with a better baseline than the S6, yeah, right. right.
2: And we had to do, I mean, obviously we still did a lot to the car, but more like countermeasures and less performance. Like we tuned it. We we eventually after the first run, we put gyro disc uh, discs on it, and we did other performance stuff, more like please don't break down on us type stuff. Yeah, like cooling mods and those kind of things. But like uh, the S6, that would have been a much larger build with like turbo upgrades and everything else. And while that would have been fun, that would have drained probably resources from other other stuff.
0: Did you feel like (coughs) you were going harder in the beginning because you didn't know what it was really going to be like? Did you feel like you were just like, let's just go as hard as we can. It might be overkill, but we want to beat this. So like, fuck it, let's just do it. Uh, well, for the, uh, like, getting everything? Well, yeah, for the car. The car, <laughs> I mean, the car was nuts. And that's the thing, is I think a lot of folks who aren't in the Cannonball community, a lot of new people knew about you because you had been in talks with, you know, Ed Bolian, and Ed was great with anonymity. He, he does. He doesn't he really mess was. around. He's not somebody who you say, hey, don't tell anybody, and he still tells Doug and Arnie and Fred <clears throat> and, like, you yeah. know, those guys. He, he didn't tell anybody. He
1: basically was like, hey, there's a perfectly prepped car out there, so pay attention. That He's, was pretty much all he said. And... The Cannonball guys, when we met them at um, Switch Cars Doug Shop in Ohio, and we all met up uh, for like a post-COVID uh, party, if you will, in, in, in uh, awards, they <laughs> were like, yeah, you guys came out of nowhere, and you, everyone was talking about how you were going to be the car to beat and all this stuff because you just went nuts. And, like, thinking back on it, you know, we did buy a $60,000 S8 and put yeah. $40,000 worth of shit yeah. in it. It was a lot. So, you know, if you think about that, like, we really did go – I mean, the fuel I, system alone, between the fuel cell, the yeah. setup, the lines, was like seven grand.
2: Yeah, I, I mean, it, I mean, it was certainly a lot. Um, <laughs> but I think, at least in my mind, like if you're gonna do this and you're gonna do it, well, we <coughs> thought we were gonna do it once. We, we did it three times. So we got <laughs> our money's worth out of some of it, I guess.
1: We did, we did.
2: Um, you know, if you're gonna do it. I wanted to do it. I didn't want like any excuse. Like after I did this, and we didn't do it, which we obviously, you know, spoiler alert, we didn't do it. Uh, <laughs> I didn't want it. I didn't want to look back and like be like, you know, had we ha- done, you know. X, Y, and Z, if we got a bigger fuel cell, if we had bought a faster car, if we had had a better, like, laser jammer, we wouldn't have got pulled over, if we got a better this, if we got a better that. So I didn't just... want that, like, over my head for the rest of the, like, ah, shucks, I could have done it if I didn't cheap out. So we just
1: kind of bought the best everything and threw yeah. it at the car.
2: Yeah, I mean, there was a lot of research thrown into it, what was the best, you know, we didn't just, like, oh, that's the most expensive, let's buy that. What no, was no. the
0: most ridiculous piece of equipment that, or... or... I mean I already know the answer to this. Let's just talk about the plane thing. The plane thing? Oh, all right. So <laughs> so I guess for
2: me uh building the car was the coolest part of this whole thing. <laughs> I the the drive out there was awful. I mean it was awful, but like I was looking forward to it before I started doing it and realized how awful it was, but I loved the, the gadgets. I feel like we were b- building a James Bond car. And so I was like, what do we, how can I make something that we can use on this? So uh, Arnie and Doug used some kind of uh, plane avo- avoidance thing to let collision the, system co- or something. collision system let them know if there was a plane overhead. And I was like, huh, I never thought about planes. I'm like, let's look that up. So I started doing some research in the FAA database. And there are a lot of states along the route uh, particularly the southern route that have planes, so I started compiling a list of all the the tail numbers of all the police planes uh, on our route,
1: which is by the way all public information. Yeah, that's
2: all public. Um, planes have to be registered, <laughs> and uh, just like cars. And then uh, I was like, what can I use to track it? So I started doing some Googling, and um, you know I have some some coding experience and raspberry pi experience and i decided that you know if i get a adsb antenna which is the system that planes use to talk to control towers and to each other to let them know where they are uh, i can basically read those signals those signals are unencrypted they're publicly available anyone can set up an antenna and read these signals and i could log them and set alerts for when those tail numbers that i had researched Popped into existence. And I found some other pre existing software to help me do that and some pre existing maps that I modified that would use our GPS location and basically alert us to planes, police planes overhead that were in within a 300 mile radius. Um, it also, at the same time, this was feeding these police alerts to a couple databases that compile from lots of different people. So ADSB Exchange. Um, FlightAware, FlightRadar24, and these are the same databases that uh, JBV1 and other um, police notification uh, apps for phones that exist. These are the same databases those things pull their plane data from. So not only do we have our own in-car alerts, (coughs) we're crowdsourcing uh, alerts from other people that we're also supplying our data to live, in the
0: car, real time. So for, like, the idiot's version of that, you have a thing that can tell you there's a police plane overhead. Yeah. You should just keep an eye out. <laughs> yeah. It, tell, it
2: tells you, like, what direction it is to the car, where it is. It, you can pull up a map. So it's we had a Wi-Fi network in the car. So anything that was attached to the network, like phones, laptops, you could log on to the computer, and it would pull up a map and show you where the plane is, the plane in question, what's its altitude, what's its location, heading, how far it is from you and then make a decision, like, is this thing coming for us? Is it doing, like, like, a speed sweep over the highway? Like, what is it doing? And decide whether it's good, bad, and different. And we, in Los Angeles in particular, we had several incidents where helicopters were close, and we were looking up, you know, saying, like, okay, we, there, it says it's there, and there it is. And it doesn't look like it's near us, but, you know. Good to know. Were, yeah, yeah, good to know.
0: Which, All right, so the technology is all good and great. But you guys had a fairly elaborate uh, spotter network. Yeah. And that just grew and grew and became really something I think, to marvel at.
1: You know, I think um, when I look at like all the technology and all the shit we did, the number one thing that helped us, saved us, forget about everything in the car, was the spotter's number one. And during daylight, the binoculars, the, yeah. the gyro stabilization binoculars number two. Um, you know, um, initially, uh, we had a spotter network of like 22, 24 for run one, but that was all agreed to, you know, before COVID happened. And, and remember, like we started planning this, like our date to go in April was like already planned. There was no like, yeah, we're doing this cause of COVID. Like we're putting this together. No, no. It was already like that date was decided on 10 months prior. So we were going that date regardless. So when COVID happened, like, so we had lined up this network of people. We were flying people, you know, from Boston to different places. We had people that were going from Texas to different. I mean, it was like we had a really strong network. And at that time, we're like, oh, yeah, we you know, 100, 150 miles, you know, of, of spot per spotter. Like, that's probably fine. And well, then we,
0: ex- yeah, explain what a spotter does, because I think sure. I think I
1: think a lot of people in the cannonball community,
0: you say spotter. They're like, oh, yeah, we yeah, got so, spotter. So,
1: so you call it spotter. Some call it scout. I mean, it, it pre-runner. I've heard, yeah, yeah, pre-runner the idea is is you know they're out ahead of you they're not necessarily you know driving ahead of you at 150 miles an hour no i mean they're they're half an hour to an hour ahead of you or hour and then eventually you catch them and what,
2: you don't want them driving 150 miles an hour because if they get pulled over, this is pointless. They're, yeah, they're no good to you. So I think that's a, a common misconception is oh, if I'm spotting for these people, I need to go just as fast as they are.
1: We'd actually prefer it if, if you didn't. Yeah, we need you to be doing like half of the speed we're yeah. doing because we, what they're doing is is they're driving out ahead and alerting us to what's out ahead. Now some be like, oh, it's it's a way to it's a way to evade the police. I mean, while they're letting us know where cops are. I mean, there's things about construction. There are things about people that are on the side of the road broken down. There's debris in the road. There's animals. There's all kinds of different things that they're letting us know about ahead of time. And, you know, each run. So the first run that we did, we lost half our network. Because at that time, no one wanted to get on a plane. No one wanted to touch a hotel. No one wanted to do anything. And And we were in legitimate shutdowns. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it it, 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 it was shut down. So half the stuff... Half the flights were canceled, half the hotels weren't even open. So it was like everything we had planned really got blown up. And that's, and honestly, not having spotters on run one in the middle of the country was why we didn't break the record. We missed the record by five minutes at the time. Right. Well, plus
0: Cannonball at the time, I think just to put this in context for like public perception, the Audi A8 that had gone out had not been well received by the public no, no. when that car went across <laughs> and set what was it a 26 2638. Um, 2638 people were pissed and yeah. in fact even the magazines even the magazines that openly support cannonball yeah. all the time yeah or were, were really talking shit about these kids which for for what it's worth that was probably one of my favorite runs because those guys managed to go out and do a a, a, a record-breaking run yes in covid but with, like, a borrowed leased car that they shoved a few marine tanks in. And hand, hand pump, I heard. Hand yeah. pump. Oh, hand pump. And and it was limited to 130 <laughs> miles an hour.
2: They, yes. They must have not slowed down at all. Like, I, I wish I there was, like, a video I could watch of that run and compare it to what I remember of our first run. Just to see the difference uh, between the two in those... Even those two weeks, they went two weeks before we did. We tried to change our run to that week, but with logistics, with all the spotters, it's it crazy. Was impossible. It's but, absolutely uh, crazy. I, yeah. I would. I'd like to see what conditions they did it in, because I would imagine. You know, there's been some talk about amongst cannonball people that that might have been the the golden golden weekend. golden weekend. That you know, you if you
1: well, four records fell that day.
2: I know, I know. It was it was a crazy it was a crazy weekend. I think, you know, if we went that weekend or Doug and Arnie went that weekend. You know, not to discredit them, but we had some planning where I think they kind of just, you know, a couple of weeks ahead was like, hey, let's do this. So I think, you know, we could have set a pretty good time that that week, too. So, yeah.
1: And, uh, and unfortunately, when we went, you know, once you got like west of Pennsylvania, there was traffic there was like down south there were tr- a lot of truck traffic yeah, so there the, were people out there were cops out i mean it was um one one particular difference
2: between their weekend and our weekend was um in between the two they lifted the um the truck timing ban yeah right? the, the, the 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 amount of time truckers could spend on the road they increased it so that there was a lot more trucks on the road i think for us you know it's tough to tough to tell us all hypothetical yeah, but.
1: and there were definitely w- so at before we went I kept seeing articles about you know um people speeding at high rates of speed getting pulled over because there was no traffic out there right, go figure right. and that the cops were going to be out more often and, and again that happened to us uh when we were uh <laughs> that happened to us uh and that's why we weren't able to break the record so right
0: um, well all right let's talk about run one a little bit because number one this is your first go this is your yeah. first attempt um what's the mindset going in? And then let's talk about Matt as well. Cause Matt was the third, uh, the third driver and, you know, things didn't go as planned. Right. So <laughs> we had a plan and it we, was
1: a good plan.
2: It was a good plan. It was a great plan. We, uh, we, <laughs> some would say the best plan now, uh, we had it all down. We, no one's ever seen anything like that. No, no, no one's, no one's ever, ever seen A lot of people are like saying it was a very good plan.
1: <laughs> <But>. <laughs> anyway, go for it.
2: Uh, so we we were planning this out, and we've been planning, like we said, for almost a year at this point, three quarters of a year. And so we had it pretty down to what we thought we needed to do. And we were going to change drivers every, I don't know, three and a half hours. We are going to stop for fuel, every, like, you know, exactly a third of the way across the country, then another two thirds of the way across the country. So everyone was going to have two uh two equal driving stints and you know we had it all planned out we had it all mapped out we knew exactly what gas station <laughs> we were going to stop at we knew exactly what fuel mileage we were going <laughs> to get and then we didn't even get into pennsylvania maybe we barely got into pennsylvania and matt is vomiting out the window at 150 miles an hour <laughs> so immediately plan <laughs> and plan is, he in the, is he in, the back? Is he in yeah, the, so front? the back
1: so at that point so um i don't want to talk about who was driving and where but at that point um we were st- we had gotten out of New York in less than four minutes, yeah. which is yeah. insane. Red right? ball
0: to New Jersey. because All right, well, so yeah, for, yeah. I was following you on Find My Friends at the time yeah. because you had shared your location. Right. I remember – getting ready and i was just i was just sitting in bed and i looked yeah. at the find my friends you're at the red ball and 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 it was time yeah and i got out of bed i went down to get a bowl of ice cream because i eat I, I eat so much fucking ice cream but so i eat I, where do you I, put it i know it's it's the only i probably eat nothing other than ice cream. <laughs> but like i fucking go down get ice cream i come back upstairs i look at my phone and you're across you're already through
1: the tunnel and i was like how on earth? I mean, it was so dead. There was nobody. I mean, there was literally no one there, and we're like, holy crap, like, we could really do this. Yeah, we we
2: drove into New York. It was it was vacant.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, we're like, like literally ghost town, and... There
2: were motorcycles doing, like, wheelies. <laughs> oh, yeah it, was, like, yeah, it was, like, yeah. motorcycles,
1: quads, like, all those groups of guys. Oh, it, my God. It was like, like,
2: what is going on here? It's
1: like, yeah. lo- like a lawless, vacant New York City. So... Perfect. We get <laughs> yeah, perfect. We, so we get in New Jersey and we're ripping, and again, there's like no traffic, and um, we made a wrong turn real quick and then <laughs> fixed it like sure. in, less, in less than a minute, and um, and then we're back on our way. And Matt's in the back seat and goes, "Hey guys, we gotta slow it down." Like, no, slow it down. <laughs> no, no, we can't. No He's like, "Guys, yeah. like, I, I think I'm getting car sick." I'm like, "All right." He's like, "But just just keep going, just keep going. I'll be fine." I'm like, okay. Like, here's some Dramamine, whatever. Like, see what happens. So I don't know, we're two hours in oh, no. and I hear the window open. Oh no and he's like, Don't slow down, don't slow down and I look over and I'm like, Oh, we're we're doing a very high rate of speed and there's out the window. Oh. I'm like, okay. So anyways And like, it never it's never clean. It's it always oh. it always gets in the yeah. car. So so we continue on and every single weight transfer of the car oh. is upsetting him. And you like, have, you're going through Pennsylvania. At this oh yeah, point. And, and and that's probably the other than the Coconino Forest, that yeah. was probably the most technical section to go through.
2: Yeah, that's twisty. You going so, through the Appalachians? Yeah.
1: So I won't tell the whole story, but you know he keeps getting sick, keeps getting sick. So we throw him in the front seat, figuring, hey, like if he's in the front, maybe we'll get car sick because people get car sick in the back. It just kept getting worse, so we kind of lost our front seat spotter. And whoever was, so, and then we went from having three drivers to two and our whole plan got jacked up. And he
0: never got behind the wheel. What's that? He never got behind the wheel. He was supposed to drive second.
2: And then we got to the, the driver change and he was like, I'm not driving. So,
1: so, so we switched and, you know, uh, I'm not going to tell you who was driving where, but, um, it just kept getting worse and worse. And, and when we got to Texas, um, Unfortunately, something fell off the back of a truck, um, yeah. not in the got-it-for-free sense, but literally <laughs> fell off the back of a truck and hit the front of the S8. Yeah. it didn't really think anything of it because like we're like, everything good? Good? Keep going. And we were going like
2: 65 miles an hour. It was yeah, like we construction were in zone. Right.
1: So all of a sudden, like, man, it's kind of getting hot in here. And I look, I'm like, oh, it's, it's 82 degrees out. We're in Texas. Go figure. So I hit the AC button, which I thought I already turned on. And then lights up and lights off again. Like, oh, that's weird. Lights off, lights off again. Lights off, lights off again. And I'm like... I think the AC crapped out. That's really weird. So, anyway, so we keep driving on. And now, at that point, Matt is, like, inconsolable. Yeah. Because he's, he's sweating bullets. He's sweating. He, he doesn't feel oh. well. We're in a black car in Texas in the middle of the day. And it's, you know, now it's 90 degrees out. And God knows how hot it is in the car. Can't keep the windows open for too long because, you're you know, it's too loud. You can't hear yourself think when you're at that speed. And, um... Unfortunately for me, he's like, I don't know if I can finish guys. So one of our spotters in the New Mexico, Arizona area is a good friend from Boston who happens to live out there and uh, he after spotting for us, we just yanked the car to the side of the road, dumped poor Matt out in the side of the highway. I don't even think he had, the door was shut yet. He wasn't even in the next car, and we were already yeah, off we, again. We basically left him on the side of the highway. Yeah, and you know, and like Matt, Chris, and I are the closest of friends. We talk every day, and we Chris and I were like, "Oh, that was bad. <laughs> that was that was bad." But, we, we
2: sure hope he's not going to get stranded in the
1: desert. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, so our right, right. So our friend picks him up. And they've still got a four-hour ride back to Phoenix, through the oh same through the same kind of roads. Thankfully, he had um, uh, air conditioning. But what's the Buick version of the Chevy Trax? Oh, like an Enclave or something. An Encore. Thank encore. you. And their rental car was a Buick Encore, which you know is the biggest penalty box. Um, so Matt went and got to the hotel, and uh, he was all delirious and messed up, and he ended up flying back from Phoenix the next day. But Chris and I continued on. And uh, we continued on through the desert um, and into the night and into California. And, you know, we were behind when we dumped him out. We were uh, we were way behind because of some of the things that happened in the middle of the country. Yeah, you guys got pulled over twice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's I, not good. Everyone I, always
0: asks, "What do you like?" How I, do you, I got pulled over twice. You got pulled over twice. And, yeah, everybody and, always asks, uh, you know, how do you deal with cops? And I said, "You don't get pulled over." Yeah, that's that's yeah. the answer. You so don't I get think pulled think over. You don't you don't deal with them. I think you
1: know? our <laughs> our total stop time due to police is, was about twenty two minutes. Yeah, that's a lot. So if you think about stop time, and we all know all about stop time. Yeah. So when you think about stopped time. Um, You know, you are uh, losing so much pace from, you know, from 100 average to zero. I mean, you are just losing. 22 minutes stopped is losing an hour and a half. Absolutely. The the worst thing you
2: can do is stop.
1: Yeah. You know, even if you're doing 50, at least you're moving. Yes. But, but, yeah. So, you know, and then we were a little gun shy after the second pullover just because it's like, oh, man, like. Well, no, that's that's rattling. That's yeah. really rattling. Yeah, the first one I was like, ah, oh, whatever, we'll keep going. And then the second one, he followed us for a while. I knew he was behind us for a while. I was concerned about getting called in. And we're going along, and Chris finally goes, "Hey, dude, either you put your foot down, or we turn this thing around because at this rate, we are just losing yeah. time." So yeah, I no, said,
2: "We were going at a, a rate of speed at that point that was like, it was fast enough that we would have got pulled over again, but it was." too not, slow to yeah, like break right. the record so it was i'm like what is the point of this we're so, either going to get pulled over again and not break in you know that's it right.
1: so or but, we're not going to break the record so why why put our ass at risk you need to pick one of the other so by the time we got to our last fuel stop in new mexico we were about even again on pace and then Ish. when we when we stopped there and then when we stopped to drop Madoff off again we fell behind again so Um, we raced through the desert into California through the ag stop in the middle of the night, there was zero traffic. I mean, it was nothing. So we were able to go at a high rate of speed, you know, we were about 30 miles out. I'm looking at the clock and I'm looking at Chris and he's looking at me and we're like, and we're talking to you. Right. And we'll you get... you became our de facto mission control, like doing math for us.
0: Yeah. It was too much. It was two people in the car. Yeah. We, like...
1: you couldn't, you couldn't communicate. You couldn't spot. you could, It was just because at
0: the time the run one, your spotting strategy was you had um, the person in the backseat. You had the person in the backseat. You were talking directly to spotters. Yeah, Spotters <laughs> were calling you. Yeah. And hoping that the line was going to stay open, yeah. um, you're also trying to do all the calculations. You're yeah. also trying to actually look ahead of yourself for cops. It was too. Yeah.
1: It, was, it was. It was too much. It for was two people. too much for two people. You know, even when Matt was sick, like, you know, he was doing his best to talk to people. But you know, when you're car sick, you can't look at your phone no. for text yeah, messages. Yeah, yeah. No, it's you fucking can't useless. call people. You're fucking useless, right? And like, you feel bad because like the poor guy, you know, he spent so much time and money like doing this with us, and other than getting to New York, like. He, he missed out on a lot of it. Now, you know, um, turns out there's some health things going on that we figured out later on and it sucks because like we would have loved to have taken him on the second or third run, but right. we just weren't able to. Right. Yeah. I, I don't
2: think he, he very
0: vehemently did not want to get back in that car. No. no I have totally to weird. applaud him for being able to do that though. To get out of that car after like literally like a year of preparation, yeah, that's it, a fucking hard thing to I, do. It was definitely, oh,
1: yeah. and it was tough for us to basically like, hey man, you got to get out. Because I, think,
2: I think it was an easier decision for him at the time because he felt so awful.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think I think we kind of made the decision for him, because I think he felt like he was letting us down, right, but at that point it was like, dude, like you're like this isn't helpful yeah, because you- you're so sick like it's better off just letting us like get in the front seat together and do what we do. I mean, Chris and I have been driving together since we had our licenses, yeah. so we, we figured it out.
0: Well, so overnight, well, this is what happened. So I was following you guys on Find My Friends. This is pre-Glimpse, like, I, Yeah, you m- know, before we
1: even knew what that was. Right,
0: so this is a fucking problem, because you had Glimpse, and I think you were sharing it with, like, one... I think you may have only been sharing it with Ed. Oh, yeah, or something like think that. we didn't know about Glimpse
2: until, until Ed was like, oh, what's your Glimpse? And we're like, well, what is that? Which oh, is
0: amazing, yeah. because Find My Friends is a piece of shit. Find My Friends is, is, like hey, I'm here. And so what I was doing that night was I was following you on Find My Friends and I would say, I would zoom in and be like, all right, they're about at this junction. then I would wait 10 minutes and go on Google Maps and say, okay, now they're at this location because Find My Friends only updates every minute or two. So I'm like, all right, 10 minutes is enough time that this is relatively accurate. And then I would go on Google Maps, I would trace the distance (laughs) and I would find your average speed over that amount of uh, over that
1: distance Putting that, uh, engineering background. Here.
0: Yeah. Thank God for D street, right? D equals uh, speed times time. So <laughs> you go back to our distance equals speed times time. So you go back and then I'd, I'd say, okay, if they're here, I know they left at, let's say 6pm or 8pm or whatever from Red Ball, I'd go and see what's your actual average across this whole thing. And I I remember going to bed. I slept that night. I did. I went to bed because my job was done. I was videographer. My job was to document everything leading up to it and then hope for the best in the morning. And I remember following you guys till about one or two in the morning and you had an average that was outrageous. I think you had brought it up to somewhere around the I don't know, it's Like
1: 106 it, or something, maybe it was
0: like higher than that. I think you were, you were 111 oh. into the night. And so I went to bed and then when I woke up, I checked it and I thought, oh, my math is wrong. My math is wrong. Cause it had dropped to like 102 and mm-hmm. I was like, oh shit, like what happened? And yeah. so I'm trying to piece together what happened. I don't have communication with you guys because also I'm, I'm afraid to call you. I'm like, I'm not bothering you guys in the car. And I remember texting you and just saying like, Hey, you need to go 119 miles an hour or you or it's over. And I think that's all I said. I just said, this is your average. This is what you need. Hands off. You know, I just walked away. And somewhere in Arizona or New Mexico or somewhere like that, that's when you guys started texting me like, hey, can you give us updates once in a while? Like, and I said, yeah. So I set up just a pad, paper, a bunch of maps and a bunch of calculators in my room. (laughs) And I'm sitting there doing this. Now, this is all my parents' house. So my mom is like legitimately involved in this now. (laughs) Where she's like watching this, she's like, what are these people doing? And she's like, how are they doing? How are they doing? You know. And then um, toward the end, that's when you shared me the glimpse, and it made my job a fuckload easier because well, it. Well, we went, figured out glimpse. Yeah, oh, we it took it. How to use it? It was, it was <laughs> the best because I went from having to wait ten minutes to figure out what your speed was yeah. to having it instantly. Right. And watching that then it started really building the picture because before I'm just looking at averages over a ten minute period now i'm watching you guys accelerate and slow down from 65 to 180 over and over and over again i'm like holy shit, there must be a lot of trucks on the road so now i'm starting to really put together and contextualize what you're going through and i just remember the last bit of that run through california I was watching it, and it was just a dead fucking sprint. Because I remember the speed just kept going up and up and up. Because you would, you had brought it down where you needed, like you know, oh, you only need to go 116 now. But then you start getting into some traffic. It's like, oh, you need 119, and then it starts going to like 120, 125, 130, 160, and then you're like, all right, it's fucking over. But I'm looking at the clock, and I'm looking at what you're doing, and I'm like, this is a tie. You're gonna you're gonna match this fucking white Audi, and you show up five. Minutes late, <laughs> yeah, that was pretty awful. Yeah, it's
1: pretty frustrating. I mean, you, you kind of think about it, you know, you, with it being such a small amount of time. Yeah. you're like, okay, like I'm like, shit. If I'm gonna pull over once, like, but it's, how do you? But yeah, you. And, you yeah. And all you
0: do is go back in time and think all the things you could have done. Right.
2: In all honesty, too, it was probably only like three and a half minutes because we got off of the highway and there was a red light and we stopped at the red light because we realized that we weren't gonna make it in time so like you know at that point no sense in breaking right let's
1: not get arrested now. Yeah.
2: So we stopped at the red light for a minute. So it probably was only like three and a half minutes if we like were on pace to like do it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It was definitely um pretty heartbreaking to get there and like go through all that. And it's just us. I mean there's no there's no one there. There's no one to greet us. It's the middle of the night. And then, yeah, our last spotter, our last spotter, you know, met us there. He was all excited, and we're like, yeah, man, like, nothing to be excited about. And then, you know, as we're talking, the, uh, for Dondo beach police pull in and hi you're not social distancing you're out past curfew please leave <laughs> and you're
0: like yeah yes sir <laughs> yeah okay uh-huh what's, see you later what's it like to pull away from that like what's it like to because you arrive and yeah it's a big deal and so, now you've said you've done it but what's s- it like to so pull one away of us from was that?
1: driving obviously and that person did not want to get back no I,
0: the I, I, we, <laughs> went, we went driving. and uh
1: driving. and um so the other of us got in the car drove and i think we like once we got back in the car you know like if you've ever broken a bone, you're in shock at first, right? You're like, oh wow, like it doesn't really hurt. And then like a few minutes go by and you realize you've broken the bone. You're like, holy crap, this really hurts. Yeah. That was what it was. It was like, all of a sudden you went into shock on the ride to the hotel and your whole body is just like shut, almost like shutting down. Like it's it's really hard. To, like when I hear like Chris Clemens and Mark Spence went all the way to the beach, turned around and drove back and did it back, I'm like, <laughs> yeah okay because by the time you get there you are so dead yeah. you are so drained and if you didn't break the record you're so let down that you lost all that adrenaline yeah and we've it, done that three times so, so, so. <laughs> <laughs> everyone's like oh
2: don't you get tired don't you i was not tired in any of the three runs until immediately after the run finished and then i was exhausted like yeah. immediately like you don't feel it because you're on all on, on this adrenaline and you know it you're pulling into the into the red uh, into the uh, Portofino, and I'm, you're just like, yeah, I, I could I could keep going. And then, as soon as you like get out of that mood, like open the door to the car, it all like just
1: rushes out of you. And it's just like, well, time for bed. And so, see you later. So you know, you get to the hotel, and you're like, can barely put one foot in front of the other because you're so like screwed up. Your legs are all tight. Your back hurts. And, you know, you go to check in and they're like, Oh, where are you coming from? Like, Oh, Massachusetts. Oh, did you bring a car? Yep. What's the plate number? And like, Oh, when did you leave? And it's like, uh, why are you asking so many questions? But they're just asking for, you know, to make conversation, you know? And, um, so we check into the hotel and immediately, you know, passed out, got up the next morning. Now we originally had planned to make this like a week long trip. Yeah. We're like. Oh hey, we're going to drive back to Boston afterwards. Like the three of us are friends, we're going to stop, we're going to This is no traffic. We'll have a is good gonna, time. What a nice what yeah. a nice vacation. Now, mind you, at that point, we've got no air conditioning, the brakes are completely gone, yeah. and I the, woke up the
2: SA was hurting, it yeah. was hurting it. So,
1: I said to we woke up. I woke him up and I'm like, "Hey man, I'm trying to book us flights and get our car picked up." And he's like, "Wait, what?" I'm like, dude, I'm like, the flights are like a (laughs) hundred dollars to fly home and I can ship the car for 800 bucks. He's like, oh yeah, just, just, just book the flights. (laughs) So we dropped the car off with a friend in LA and the car got picked up a few days later. We had a private JetBlue flight home. It was us and like five people on the plane. That was it. It was, it was awesome. Yeah, that was, that was great. Other than the agony of defeat. um, Yeah. I mean, it, it was probably a good 10 days afterwards for me to start feeling like a normal human again like i was so bushed from that whole
2: yeah i i was, it, the first one i think more than anything took yeah. it all out of me i don't know whether we're, i because i didn't know what to expect well we drove so more than we ever did true
1: i think we were really you know we did two nights because we left in the middle of the night one night got in the middle of the night true and true. i think just like all the excitement leading up to it just like really just took it yeah. yeah. out of you yeah yeah Well, all right. So now
0: you've learned a lesson right now. You've now you've now you've experienced (laughs) many, many, many lessons. (laughs) You've experienced defeat. You've experienced something that like just fucking sucks. And the thing is, when you think about it, more people have experienced that than have experienced a win. Yeah. Right. I mean, there's dozens of cannonballers out there, dozens and dozens of cannonballers (laughs) out there. And we only know of like maybe 10 because they're the ones who win. Unfortunately, even though your your time that night was still faster than Ed Bullion's quote-unquote unbeatable record, it doesn't fucking matter mm. because somebody beat it already. Yeah. Right. It's, you were faster than than Doug and Arnie, right? Yeah. Yeah. It Doesn't matter.
1: Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. So, and, and that's the thing. Like, you know, everyone's like, "Oh, are you going to do this? And are you going to do that?" It's like we didn't break a record. So, like, why would I do that? No. Like, like, like the first time we're talking about this now is like months later because, like, ah, uh, we don't really have Like, everyone's like, "Oh, are you going to go to Vinwicky?" It's like, dude, I didn't break a record. What, like. Right. Like, why am I going to fly to Atlanta? What am I going to talk about? Not breaking a record. Right. So you know we, we get to talk to you instead. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm the fucking consolation prize. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, it's uh, that's not what I meant. I, uh, I think I think what it, I mean is, is so 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 many people like are like oh like you did this thing so you should be you should go do this big like national fucking, fucking TV tour. Whatever. Yeah. And it's like. But no, like, that's not what we did. And even from the get go, like we got you involved from a documenting standpoint. Yeah, and then, my job was to, then, to fucking film. Right. And then it became a mission control standpoint. So right from the get go, it was always going to be no. Tom's going to get whatever. And if someone else wants to talk to us, they can talk to us second. Right. You know? So, all right, let's let's go.
0: When does it come to a point where you say we've got the car? I'm oh, bitter.
1: We're going again. <clears throat> I think a couple days. Yeah. I think, so that's the thing like missing the record by five minutes like we were just like so pissed like yeah and
2: we we felt that there was a lot of mitigating circumstances of why we didn't break the record you know we we got pulled over twice obviously that's a big one we would have broken the record if we had not got pulled over either of those times yeah. uh you know not to blame matt but him getting sick i mean that certainly slowed us down and threw us off of our plan and like whatever um you know that's not his fault but it certainly you know didn't
0: didn't help. So round two, you are now, I guess we can say, ex- you're experienced, you're veterans now. Now you know what it's really like to be in there.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean r- round two, we um, we got the car back, mm-hmm. and you know we have had some damage from you know the uh, basically what happened was it um, the thing that flew up and hit the car took out the AC condenser and the radiator. Thankfully the radiator held together really until it got back. So had to get the car repaired. I got that all squared away. It was like twelve thousand dollars, something like that. And um, <laughs> got it all uh, back together. And once we get it all back together, we said, OK, we're ready to go again. But obviously we can't take Matt. And one of our friends who actually spotted for us, who we know is a really competent driver from the get go, it said, hey, like literally from when we were planning, he's like, I want to help planning, like I yeah. want to be your backup in case something happens, like was all over us about it. And we just said, OK, like, cool, like we're, you're in. So we added our friend Sam, yep. and he really helped with a lot of the planning. He brought a lot more spotters. Now, now we're into May, and more people are willing to, like, go out and do stuff. So our spotter network grew at that point, you know, to, like, 27 or so across the country. Sound right? Yeah,
0: something like that. Yeah, 26, 27. Because now, basically now you basically had 100, 100 miles per spotter.
1: Yeah, so it, it made a lot more sense. Like, we lost one or two people right, you know, from it, – it, as things happen, someone got sick or whatever it was. And, um, but we, we felt, okay, now we've got another competent driver. We've Mm -hmm. got an even better plan. We have the experience. We've upgraded the brakes on the car. We've upgraded the cooling on the car. We've done all these things to make everything better. We missed it by five minutes and then, and then someone goes out, (laughs) <laughs> yeah i mean and, well. And, well fred ashmore first oh, yeah yep. and then arnie and doug around the same time yeah, and, th- this and
0: is what's fucking brutal about cannonball is that because it's not an event it's not uh, it's not like oh we, we all go on the same day it's like every every
1: day that goes by is another day that someone could go out and, and set the bar higher so we didn't, like most people didn't know about those times like that was not a public thing no that was quiet quiet
0: in fact when i did the video on the s8 the i think probably the second second time time, um i had a piece of paper in the back that i had to edit out i accidentally left it open because it said fred's time and doug and arnie's time on it
1: which there were probably 10 people in the entire world that knew what those times were and you know um after our first run we had become friendly with arnie and doug i mean th- obviously they didn't know us from anywhere but then they saw what we did and they're like holy crap like let's chat yeah suddenly
0: like the cannonball you
1: became cannonball yeah, yeah. And, and um you know so they were they were cheering us on to beat the a8 who would beat them right, right. and yeah, it's uh, funny you the, the then, enemy of your friend is your right and then when literally when we didn't break it the next day they went out and bought that s6 and then built it in a few days and then went out and did it again so we were like We weren't really sure if we wanted to do it again, but when we saw they did like, so we know we can do this. We have a better car. We have a faster. And again, S if you go back, the S6 was where we originally started. So we knew what that car's limitations were. They had to do the turbo upgrades. They had to do all that stuff. And they built the car in three days. It's nuts. Right. So we said, all right, we're going to go back out and we at least want to be faster than the A8, but we would love to break. Into the 25s, well, and see what happens. And I remember
0: the night they did it because we were all together. Yep, we, we were. They texted you and said, hey, just wanted to let you know. Because oh. it's a very gentlemanly, friendly yeah, brotherhood. Yeah, yeah. Of like, it's hey. a
1: great group of guys. I mean, and, it's really a lot of fun. And they so. were
0: like, here's our glimpse we're going yeah. uh and you said good luck and we all just sat around a campfire telling the stories of the last run thinking holy shit they're going to fuck us up because we were we had already planned our next run
1: yeah, yeah. so they went for it and you know we know what that time is now 2538 2539 39 2539 and um, you know so we saw that Fred did 2555 and they did 2539 we were like uh, okay so we went out to that Cannonballers get together in August. Yeah. August. And on the way back from there, it was um, uh, myself and Sam were in a Rented X7, and you flew home. Wait, you know, this is
0: after the second run. This is after yeah, the yeah, second I mean. run. I'm sorry.
1: Mm-hmm. And um, we were, Sham and I were talking, and I was just sitting there, like seething the fact that, like, we weren't the ones to be, you know, celebrated, <laughs> if you yeah. will. Yeah. Um, and I got home and I said, screw it. Um, so when I bought the S8, I reached out to Matt McGovern at McGovern Auto Group. who's a good friend of mine. And I said, um, hey, this is what we're doing. You know, I need a car. He's like, "Yeah, hey, i I'll take care of you. Whatever you need for a car. We'll hook you up. Good to go. So and then they bought the car back, too. Um, yeah. So it was really a non-sponsor sponsorship deal uh, where they were like, hey, we'll sell you the car. We'll buy the car right back. Like, whatever, however you want to do it right. uh, with the S8. So I said, hey. I want to do this again. I need an M5. At Boston Motorsports, Maserati, you have an M5 comp. It has ceramic brakes. That's the car I need. Yeah, whatever you need.
0: Well, let's go back
1: to run two yeah. a little bit first, because the difference is there a, you had a lot more spotters
0: B you outsourced all of the communication. Basically. Yeah. Right. So you, you did such a good job. It's
1: pretty wild. Uh,
2: kind of ad hoc on the, the first run
0: that we recruited you.
1: You were a victim that, of your own success. <laughs> it's true. Yeah.
0: So, so I'll explain a little bit cause I've never talked about my role yeah, publicly because it, it's a little weird, but basically I became the mission control and that meant that my job was to lift all of the communication between the spotters and you guys, uh, every spotter is on the phone with with my team at mission control which was i won't tell where it was because i'm sure the business owner doesn't really want me involving him in that way (laughs) but we had a shipping container with like a 75 inch uh, tv screen we were watching live front and rear view cameras from the black view in your car i was on the phone with you the entire time and i had a call center with two operators at all times so that allowed me to have the current spotter on the phone giving information, feeding that into a spreadsheet, which then I would read and convert to you. Basically, yep. hey, cop at mile marker 13, you're doing 180 miles an hour, you slow down a mile before, you see the cop, confirm it, and you're off. Um, and this allowed you guys to focus on driving, it allowed you guys to focus on spotting inside the car, and it allowed you guys to not have to be, like, fiddling with shit. Yep. I think that's a lot of energy wasted. It is. Um, and you know that that was a different ball game but what what were the what were the limitations of that run like what made you say hey for run 3 we need a different car we're done with this S8 i so i think like we said we
2: picked the S8 plus when the record was 2850 and that was a perfectly appropriate car at that time like big german sedans a lot of power you know you get to the middle of the country where it's dead straight there's no elevation changes and you can just go as fast as you want I think that's fine uh, at 2850. When you're in the 25s, it's only so fast you can go across the middle of the country. And in the 25s, that's essentially maxed out. You're just going your top speed right. the entire time.
0: Right, 186-ish and you're, you know. Yeah.
2: yeah. Uh, the way you have to make up the time then is the non-straight flat area of the country, which is going through Pennsylvania and the Appalachians, going through
0: Colorado, Utah, through the Rockies. Well, so run two, run one, you went southern route. Run right, two, you right. went northern. That was mostly because Doug and Arnie had just said, "Oh yeah, you." Should, well,
1: you after do doing move. the southern route, you know, from a tradition standpoint, which was where like the original, you know, route was yeah. from way back when, um, we wanted to do that because we thought it was the right thing to do. It's what you know, um, orig- our original plan. That's what Ed broke the record in. Again, we were trying to break Ed's record. Um, bullying that is, and uh, but when we did that southern route, we realized a lot of the issues with it and why it's really difficult to set record there. There's more two lane highways. There's more truck traffic. Um, there are certain states that are insane when it comes to enforcement. Um, like just you know when you when you spend three hours in a state and you see fourteen speed traps, dude. I mean, you just you just know like from an enforcement standpoint, like that's what they're doing. So it didn't make sense. Um, I think the heat down there was another thing of like, holy yeah. crap, it gets really hot during the day. And as you know, and if you're in a car that's already prone to overheating and you're going at a very high rate of speed, that's not great right. for a car. And we knew we were going almost in the summer. It was late spring when we went yep. the second time, so it was like, all right, like let's take a route that we think will be cooler. Um and then yeah, I mean, Arnie and Doug's run did have some Um, legitimacy to like, hey, maybe that is a better route. And then as we started working out our spotters for run two, we realized we had more spotters that were closer to the northern route.
0: Right. You can fly people to Denver and spread them out. You can get people in Vegas and spread them out.
1: We knew that live in Illinois, live in Ohio, people that we knew that that, uh, could get to Iowa and Nebraska, which is the toughest place to fill because of where they lived. It was just A lot and again flying people to denver from boston is a lot easier than flying people from boston to st louis or wherever so yeah yeah.
2: boston amarillo yeah boston amarillo not 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 exactly a a great popular flight
1: right so you know sending people to to denver yeah i could send people to denver and they would go out and spot in utah and nebraska so i could send people to chicago they could spot in ohio and iowa right so it just made it a lot you know, and when you're flying people all over the place and you're spending that much money, flying people all over the place, you know, you wanna try to get the best deal you can. And those routes are just, you know, I fly something to Amarillo, it's gonna cost me $700. I flew five people to Chicago and it cost me $480. dude, Because the time, you know, the flights were just so cheap. So it just made a lot more sense. Well, and then and then now you're chasing a twenty
0: five thirty nine. This is the 20. I mean, we've literally entered like a totally new realm of 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 speed because twenty fives are now. I mean, that's that's nuts. Mm -hmm. Um, It's it's a very high average. And you're chasing that in the essay. You're still under somewhat COVID lockdowns. But run two, oddly enough, was during uh, right after George Floyd's murder. And oh, boy. We, yeah. we were afraid, you know, it was a weird. All right, so this is the, the fucked up thing about Cannonball, because I can remember planning all this and looking through major cities and thinking, are there going to be road closures? Are there going to be riots? Because nobody knew what was really going to happen. Yeah. We had seen all kinds of stuff on TV. We didn't know where it was going to be located. And. It was a very bizarre thing to be like a taking advantage of COVID and b thinking where are the riots going to be are they going to impact our run it was like such a <laughs> fucking ethical mindfuck and,
1: and they almost did
0: yeah
2: they came really close in New York we we were at the starting line listening to the police scanner and they're like getting closer and closer to streetblocks they me. were blocked y- yeah, yeah you guys block. were
0: starting to blo- they were starting to close roads and we were looking at the time and it was like if we don't go
1: now. This is fucking over because we're stuck in New York. And the problem is, is if you leave early, you know, you're risking is my spotter to their spot yet right has my you know that kind of stuff yeah. everything's so Every- organized
0: there's no way to f- be flexible yeah. One, once you've made the plan that's the fucking plan yeah you, you know not have rain, to
1: do it by the way rain or shine and we were really lucky in that respect yeah we got really lucky with weather you know
2: we wasted all of our luck with the weather mm-hmm. uh we ran out high. of it on everything else. i would have done with
0: with more weather. rain for more luck yeah, <laughs> yeah. So run two, I mean, high-level high um, traffic in Colorado.
1: Yeah, so if you want to talk about what happened there.
2: Yeah, so like I said, you know, we we were in the S8, so going through the Rockies is not the not the S8's um, forte already. Now she's a big girl. She doesn't do transitions. No, no she I doesn't mean... like going back and forth and twisting and turning very much. She's a little wallowy, especially at that point, you know, we filled up. For our last fuel stop right after Denver, so we had a so full it, t- full eighty something gallons, yeah actually four hundred and
1: fifty pounds of fuel on board, yeah, it, like just th- as we get into the Rockies,
2: yeah, so we're sloshing back and forth, and uh so we're we're not going as fast as we had hoped. there's a lot of traffic to the Rockies that day, and then we get to right about where the uh I think it's the Eisenhower tunnel is oh which is the highest interstate point, and uh all of a sudden, a two-lane highway in each direction is down to a one lane that alternates directions with, like, a cop telling you which way to go. That was because, like, a rock slide. Yeah, right? there's a rock so. slide on the... Uh, if you've ever driven to <laughs> that section going west, there's, like, one side of the highway that's, like, elevated and the other side of the highway that's, like, down low. And the elevated side is the westbound side. And that's where the rock slide happened. And it closed the
1: entire... Highway. And up to this point, you guys are screwing. Yeah, we, we, were, um, we were on pace to, I think, at that point, come in an hour early. Yeah. And I then, mean, yeah, we were is, looking at 24. This yeah. is like pace. This is pace, pace. right? Because yes. y- y- we know quote, things change. Quote, unquote, yeah, but, but, you know, you, you always want to be ahead of what the time is pace-wise. And we were ahead. Right. You have to buffer. You absolutely yeah. have to buffer. So we came to a complete stop, put the car in park, and turned it off. Twelve minutes, and again talking about pace. Twelve minutes will cost you forty-five minutes to an hour. Yeah, yeah. And then stopped. And then from the Rockies to Redondo Beach, with the exception of a a small stretch of Utah, everyone coming back from Moab. Oh my God! It was, it was RV. It was truck and trailer, truck and ATV. Everyone had a boat. Everyone. I remember this because every
2: boat west of the Mississippi was on that highway that day.
0: I remember. like literally screaming at Mission Control about
1: lake people. I was like, these fucking lake people. <laughs> I hate lake damn people. lake people. They fucking just leave your goddamn that's, boat at the lake. That's what happens when you're from uh, Massachusetts and you're used to the ocean. And it's like, damn lake people. Oh, dude. It was brutal. And that's
0: the thing. I'm like, looking at this and it's just every, every dick with a boat and an yeah. ATV had a trailer and a truck that was going 55 miles an hour. And yeah. they were, you know, drag racing each other at 55 miles an hour side by side. So
1: there was no way to make up time. Like, our first yeah. run we made up so much time on that back half, right? But it's because we were coming through the desert not at night, c- at night, not coming through Arizona or, or you know Nevada, Arizona, Utah, you know, with traffic. See, this is why
0: I don't I don't think non-cannibalers understand that it's not a it's not a one-shot deal. It's not like oh, I get in a car and I drive. It's like you understand <laughs> fully that you need to be on pace for at least like two hours ahead of what you need right. before Denver or else it's probably over like that's the fastest part
2: All right so yeah so i guess going back to our first run the first one we took like more of the traditional starting time for cannonball we started late at night in uh what 11 at night 11 yeah in new york city thinking that you know we'll get out of new york city at night we'll enter los angeles at night those are the busiest portions of the run there'll be less traffic and then we'll go through the middle of the country during the day um i think that. And we, we came to the conclusion that that was not correct, <laughs> well, right? Because you
0: spent you spent so
1: much time in open the in the daylight in, yeah. in in
0: in the in the southern route, so, which was a nightmare. So, yeah. so
1: and remember, all of our we went with all of our planning, and our planning was all normal traffic patterns, normal world. Yeah. When it turned out that the more, especially during COVID, the more darkness that you have yeah. at the beginning to bank time, the better. But we didn't yeah. know right, that, so we were we, still looking at what we were still based on our planning from pre-COVID.
0: Yeah. So you were the first run you were, you were, you were leaving after sunset. It was like, like eight or nine o'clock, right? 11 11 11 at night, night. 11 o'clock at night. Right. And so, and so now you need to, you're realizing, wait a minute, we want to, we want to drive under darkness for as long as possible. So you've got to leave before the sun sets. Right. So we left the second run at 8 PM and then the third
2: run at 6 PM. The issue of doing that is you have the darkness from ohio to denver essentially so that's where you have to make up your time and whatever you get when the sun starts coming up that's it and you'll you just lose time there's no chance to make up time after that you're in traffic you're in las vegas traffic you're in the rockies you're in los angeles traffic the last hour of the run you are in los
1: angeles yeah i mean i mean you know and you're lucky if you do an 80 yeah yeah lucky. so you're just once you
2: hit denver and start getting in the rockies you just see your average fall and fall and fall so whatever you got overnight there's no chance of making it up which was opposite if you leave at if you leave at night and you're getting into los angeles at night you can go fast through the desert because there's nobody at night but you can't do that if you're leaving when it's still
0: light out like that's that's just one of the things you have to accept. That's like the drawback of doing that. So basically you had a shitty time the rest of the way from Denver to LA in, in that run two. That's got to be right. a br-
1: like what right. we will we will we. What i will say is, is that the driver from when we were stopped in the Rockies till LA got us back on pace, but yeah. it wasn't enough of a gap. Right. Because yeah. we had that Utah stretch where it was really dead yeah. before we hit that traffic for 15 that kind of like that cuts in coming from moab essentially right, or from the no. lakes if you will so we um yeah it was pretty uh we thought we might be able to gain it back and no, just, just and then once we hit that traffic we just I mean, we watched it there was a t- there was a time that our um we have a, a timer in the car as part of our car carputer that uh, Christoph built we um uh it was saying like you will need to do 199 miles an hour the rest of the way to beat the record <laughs> it's it, just like it only well, said 199
2: because that's the maximum that's, speed that i allowed it to. yeah go right to. It would so, have been much higher. <laughs>
1: so like we just knew like as we saw that creeping up as we you know doing 85 miles an hour in traffic behind a boat and then behind an rv which was behind a pickup truck which was behind god knows what um yeah it's it's just it's it just not wasn't gonna happen. yeah, yeah. Just, we just knew it wasn't gonna happen so we came in at twenty six twenty nine which was lower than the a eight yeah, lower than our old time, yeah, so now you but s- at that point we knew that two other people had been sub twenty right. six right, so we were like, we just like did, again, doesn't matter. We missed the thing by forty some odd minutes, and you know that's, yeah. that's what happened, so like I think we had more anger the second run, yeah, I mean, certainly, like the first run
2: was all stuff that was in our control that we. We messed we, up. We messed up. Like, we had bad fuel stops. You could have put Yakity sacks on when we were doing the fuel stops in the first run, definitely. Like, it <laughs> was... We were falling over each other. Like, it was a disaster. Uh, we got pulled over. Like, there's a lot of things that we could have done a lot better. Right. The second time, we feel like we executed the plan, I think, pretty well, but we got... We felt like we got screwed with the traffic through the Rockies, the traffic in Nevada and Los Angeles... We kind of felt screwed over by that, and I think so. I was angry about we, we were like, angry. the the universe had wronged us. Yeah, uh, that's that was my opinion of it at that time.
0: And at this point, you've now you've got a third driver who who doesn't maybe who who shares the anger, but not in the same way.
1: No, he. he I would say Sam was not jovial, but he was like like the fact that he participated in this. Yeah. was yeah. like so exciting. But for you're him. but you're playing a win. What's that? Yeah, I'm playing to win it. And he's like, you know, we did such a great job. We got the third fastest time ever, like, you know, like all this stuff. I'm like, yeah, I could get that. But like, again, no one cares who got the bronze medal. Right. Right. And it was really um, that flight home was definitely uh, it was interesting. Number one, uh, some of the things that happened, the flight home. But uh, it was it, it was it was a rough flight home. And then that was when like all the riots were going on. Right. It took a month to get the S8 picked up out of L.A. Because yeah. no trucks, no car carriers wanted to go in L.A. for fear of protests and riots, like busting all the windows, lighting the cars on fire, all that kind of right. stuff. There
0: was a, at one point, I think you were going to fly me out to drive it to Arizona yeah. just to get it picked up from fucking Arizona. Yeah,
1: because I could have got it picked up from Arizona. wouldn't have been an issue. Yeah. And then so we basically had to pay someone like an extra thousand dollars to finally go get the car. It was just like, oh, Jesus, to so get the car back. And, you know, but like this thing. Doesn't have a third run in it. We're like, we, we, we just, you know, the car, in other words, the, we needed to do work, a lot of work to the car. Right. So, so we got the car back together. We fixed some of the issues that were there with it. And then the car ended up selling to somebody that was excited about having the cannonball car. Yeah, that, that so. person
0: reached out to me. They're like, hey, is this the car? Yeah. And I said, yes, because I'm thinking to myself, I want you to be a full disclosure on what you're buying. <laughs> yeah. And, 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 and I think
2: uh, only driven on Sundays. Only, yeah,
0: only, yeah
1: 6,000 miles by the last owner. No worries. <laughs> um, <laughs> So, you know, I don't know if there's anything else on run two you want to ask us. No, about I or? just, I just, it, it's, it's weird because
0: now you're sharing this dynamic with each other, the two of you also with the third person who, who doesn't quite have the same investment emotionally. Yeah. Right. And, And it's not to say that like Sam, <laughs> you know, has anything other than excitement for the run and whatever. And he's disappointed by losing, but it's like, now you've done it twice and it's not a fun trip. It's not an enjoyable trip. And now you've also invested legitimate amounts of money because you've got the car, you've flown spotters, we've done hotels. Um, You know, I had, I think my team was six or seven people at the mission control. And it was hard to drive home that night uh, because I remember, I mean, you know, you got to remember like mission control is also up for 40 hours. Yeah, Um, You know, we're watching this. And then at the same time, we feel this need to be a little bit of a rock for you guys. Yeah. So when you pull in and you're pissed, I don't know why I feel like I have to console you, but I do. I feel like I have to be like, guys, I'm, you know, you did a great job, blah, 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 blah. Like, you're not dead. Thank God, all this other shit. But at the same time, I'm Fuck fucking mad tell. too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. No, yeah, exactly. And I'm fucking mad too. And I'll never forget, uh, you know, you, you do as Mission Control, we we have to be your outlet. We have to, you know, and 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 to some extent you become a punching bag a little bit when there's traffic, when it's like acts of fucking God. And, you know, you know, I can hear you guys yelling and screaming in the car and it's not a pleasant thing. And, you know, but what am I going to do? There's yeah, nothing it's I'm going to do. I remember finding fucking, just, just to make you feel better. I remember in uh, Arizona, there was a small stint. Luckily it wasn't as bad as, a, as, as Denver, but there was a stint where you guys were almost at a, at a crawl. You guys were at a standstill and uh, we were preparing for it and we started looking for fire roads that were, like, like a Raptor, a Hennessy Venom Raptor, or a Hennessy uh, Velociraptor couldn't make this. And I just remember giving you alternate routes to make you feel better. Yeah, yeah. Just we're, to, like, let yeah. you know that, like... And I knew you weren't going to take it,
1: but... <laughs> yeah. So, I'm like, Tom, that's a dirt road. Yeah, 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 but it's on the map. Like, <laughs> so, I wanted
0: you to be able to make a be, call yeah. to say no. Like, I wanted yeah, you yeah, to yeah. have an option to decline to feel like you mm. said no to something that would have been a worse choice. <laughs> yeah, so...
2: So I think that's a, a misconception I think a lot of people have of Cannonball in general. I think a lot of people that don't know anything about it think that one day we're just like, oh, we're going to do this. You just jump in a car, you drive to New York City, and you're like, oh, this is going to be fun, road trip with my friends. And then, you no, know, it's, it's... It's fucking mon- awful. It's months of awful planning. It is planning absolutely awful. With spreadsheets, and spreadsheet after spreadsheet after spreadsheet. And then it is awful in the car. It's You're, you're miserable, you have to stay awake for, like, 30 hours straight.
1: It's... Any, anyone that thinks... That they can just post shutdown. That thinks that they can just jump in a car and do this. They're out of their fucking mind. Yeah. I mean, you you are, you're dumb. Like, yeah. you, you you're, you're dumb. <laughs> Before we get into the third
0: run, I I want to take a minute to talk about like just bodily functions. I mean, you're in a car for a very long time. I pee so much. Like it's a miracle that I'm getting through this without running up and going to the bathroom because I I drink coffee all day. I drink water all day. Uh, you know, like you're nervous. So now like you know we're we're little suburbanites out here so like you know it's not like we're 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 always used to having a nice toilet at our disposal so so (laughs) i'll (laughs) uh i know i've heard you have a ritual
1: yeah so um how do i put this (laughs) so the last thing you want to do is have to do number two when you are on a run like this because I, that that would end things very easily. Uh, I know Ed Bowling, I think, had a bedpan in the car just in case. <laughs> uh, but we, we were uh, we were not going to bring a bedpan. So um, each of us uh, did a cleanse um, the couple days before we left. I would left. like to
2: go on record and say that I did not do the cleanse. Well, did You you did,
1: a, you did a cleanse, but not the same kind of not cleanse. Not a different kind of cleanse. Oh, you did the dairy cleanse. <laughs> yeah, I am lactose intolerant. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, uh, the others, we all did this cleanse with Miralax and all this other stuff and you know the whole idea is is you know if you get everything out of you you're not gonna have to go for a few days so that's essentially what we did because honestly it's always the first question is how'd you go to the bathroom so on the first run um you know we stopped I think to piss like three hours in and then we only stopped you know for the um uh fuel stops and what would happen is is you know, someone's holding both fuel uh, canister, uh, both, both fuel nozzles, one in the back, one in the side. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you, the other two are running in to pee. And then you come out, and you grab them. And then, you know, yeah. the other So you do get in. to pee because you are so filling you 80 but, gallons of fuel. But, Luckily, yeah, that gives you a little a bit of time. But there, yeah. was a, there was a stretch on the second run in Nebraska. Mm-hmm. And we, our fuel mileage kept getting better and better and better. So we went from that second stretch being an 800-mile stretch to a 1,000-mile stretch. And we got 1,000 miles on a, a tank of fuel.
0: God bless the coefficient of drag on a fucking Audi. I, a, I,
2: a, I, a, I, we, and that
0: was the fastest stretch,
2: That was the too. fastest stretch. That that insane. Was, that's so, the Ohio to so Denver we're stretch. We're
1: probably an hour from the Colorado border, and I and I know I've got two hours to have to pee, and I'm like, that ain't going to happen. Like, Someone <laughs> give me that Gatorade. So yeah. I finished the Gatorade, put a sheet over me, <laughs> and just... <laughs> While we're driving along at you know 175 miles an hour, I'm I'm starting. I'm sorry. Before that, I grabbed the the pee bag. We had these pee bags. Yeah. That, from China. Yeah. They do not work. They don't work. They don't. They're made for people in a truck. So if you're in a truck, if you think about the angle you're yeah, sitting. you can kind of like sit up. Yeah, you can kind of point down, right? But uh, when you're sitting in an S8 and you're sitting kind of backward. Uh, there's Splashback? Yeah. Um, so as I'm like trying not to essentially piss myself, I'm like, okay, this isn't going to work. So like I stop opening the window, I f- fling the thing, they're biodegradable, don't worry. I fling the thing out of the window and... Um, I'm like, okay, well this isn't this isn't good. I gotta finish pissing them. Like, give me the Gatorade. So I drink the Gatorade, I finish with the Gatorade, screw the Gatorade top on as as as, as easily as possible, and put it on the floor. And when we go to get out, everyone's like, Oh, who's gonna grab the Gatorade? I'm like, <laughs> oh, I'll, I'll grab it, I'll grab it. So but for the most part, um, you know I appreciate that you took that out of the car because when I had the
0: car for the review, yeah. uh I found sandwiches, I found I had oh, a yeah. lot well, oh, there you, was a lot of stuff I mean, in the car. You
1: literally got the car right off the truck. Yeah. I think you came and got it the day it came back.
0: Yeah, yeah, it came off the truck and it was disgusting and you were like,
1: Yeah, I don't know if it will run and I just drove away. And that was Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah, that's your bathroom question. Do all you right. want to add anything to that? No, no, that's that's good. I, I have a bladder of steel.
2: I usually only went at the uh, the, at the fuel stops. stops so I'm yeah. so impressed.
0: Like I'm you have no idea how impressive that is to me because in mission control, I peed a hundred times. I peed a <laughs> fucking hundred times. And every we, time I peed, I felt guilty. <laughs> we also
1: like really hydrated the week up to it, but the day of like hardly drank and then only yeah. were trying to like a bottle a stint. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah, you're just pretty, enough to stay hydrated. You're pretty much dehydrated, like on the edge, but you want to still stay hydrated but not have to piss every five minutes so you kind of put yourself in that weird area of dehydration to hydration um so run three now now
0: now you mean fucking business
1: yeah it was um we we kept saying like okay maybe we should do this again what we do again and like we were both like kind of against it but still for it yeah well i think before covid when we initially were planning this
2: back in around thanksgiving 2019 I think we were we we're planning on going in April, and then our fallback date was October. in October. So we're just like, well, it was already kind of planned. We we're gonna go in October. Let's let's go in October. Like,
1: yeah. So we got the S8 back, and I brought it to Safi at AVI yeah. over here, just outside of Boston and Newton. And I'm like, hey man, like, need you to strip the car, like, you know, I don't. Because right, he put all the gads. Because yeah, because he, he built he and Brent Tuning built the car. Yeah, uh, both times. <laughs> and And um, so then. He's like, hey man, um, you know I really want to do this, and I'm like, yeah, I know you do. Blah blah. blah. He's like, well, let's do it again. I'm like, well, we're not doing the S8. I'm like, the S8 is no longer fast enough for what we want to do. I'm like, so he's like, all right, well, I'll strip the car, and you let me know what you want to do. Okay. So I went to Chris, and I was like, hey, I'm like, he's gonna strip the car. What do you want to do? He's like, oh shit, we really have to do this again, don't we? I'm like, dude, we have to do this again. Because
0: this one, instead of instead of like two days, it was like a week or two before you said we gotta go again yeah every time
2: you do it you take longer to forget how bad it was yeah. and then you want to do it again it's no,
0: th- this is why i think women can have multiple children like you forget how <laughs> bad childbirth was or something like you have to like you have to block I guess that's probably y- true you have to block the pain yeah and at some point you're like wow wasn't that wonderful and beautiful
1: yeah <laughs> let's so, do it again <laughs> jesus so um as i mentioned earlier um i went back to matt mcgovern and i said hey i i need um I need another car, and he told me I was nuts. And he says, "But awesome, <laughs> yeah, yeah." Uh, you know, as any car guy would say, like, "Awesome." The shit-eating grin on everybody's
0: face when you tell them, like, yeah. when you involve them in this, is phenomenal because yeah. they kind of give you this look like,
1: "Oh, you're out of your mind. How can I help you?" That's like, for, honestly, that's pretty much almost everyone that gets it. Yeah. That's that's their response. Even a lot
2: of like non-car people that I've like told about it. In so, my wife was one of the spotters of uh, on our second run and uh, she's told like her friends cuz they're like oh what are you doing this weekend and she's like well i'm flying to colorado i like yeah. oh that's fun for a vacation she's like well not, not so, so much. much i'll tell you more later <laughs> yeah and then she'll
1: she tells them then she, they're like we want to know more like we want to know everything oh, it's about it's insane it. and it's hard to like I've like come up with like the shortest like one minute canned response yeah. <laughs> because I, I can't tell no, the whole you, story. No, you can't. You have to. You have so, to.
0: So you literally need. I mean, this is the thing. We're doing this for maybe an hour and a half to two hours. Yeah. It could. It would take. It could take a day. It could take an. It, this could be an eight hour thing if we yeah. really went through everything. Yeah. But it's like right. Mostly uneventful. We, yeah.
1: People will lose their. You know. Their. Uh, yeah. Uh, the attention span yeah. is fucking low. So, um, I said, you know, I see you have an M5 competition with ceramic brakes one of the big issues with the S8 was braking. Now, the second one was better with the Giro disc, but yeah. was still, it was still really difficult. So no, and I, I, look, a big I, d- car. Look, I a
0: drove of... that car, and I never did the speeds you did. I think I maybe did, like, 140 for yeah. a minute and, like, tossed it around and jumped on the brakes, and I was like, this is fucked up. I was like, this is actually not stable enough. Yeah,
1: so all the research that... Because, again, this was, like, one of those, like, instead of, like, talking about cars for a month, this was, like, talking about cars for 48 hours. Yeah. once... Yeah. Once Safi was like, "I'll build the car. I'll build another car." When we strip this one, we're like, "Okay, shit. Now we gotta find the car." So we kind of went back and forth, this and that, and we were concerned it's, about the suspension. Yeah, but it was a shorter list
0: this time, like yeah, you way you, shorter. Ca- list. Yeah, then. you <laughs> called me, and you were considering a quadrifolio a Julia, and I yeah. was like, and I remember just saying. A too small displacement, you're going to be overclocking those turbos the entire run, and B the uh, the sidewall on those tires, those are rubber bands. Like it's yeah, fun so for like a, a so back the, road. But the
1: quadrifolio was one of those things where you know doing the math on the car, power to weight, power sure. to get out of it, all Add that it kind up. of stuff, it it made sense. And then the more math we did, and the more we thought about it, like you know, as much as Alfa Romeo would probably give us free Alfa Romeos if we broke a record <laughs> in an Alfa Romeo, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, be I'm not sure we'll make it. Um, so, um, <laughs> yeah, because if
0: you break down in an alpha, everyone's going to go, well, why would you choose an alpha? Yeah.
1: And, and here's the thing, and not that the quadrifolio is a bad car. It's no, a it's great not, car, but, it's I just, but to your point, really small displacement, overspinning the turbos for a very long period of time. Um Italian, but the thing is, is like <laughs> our our sixty gal. What, what's up, it? all Italians? Uh, our, our sixty gallon fuel cell. Engineering is me. Uh, yeah, we uh, <laughs> we drink a little as, more as, a little as, as, as we sit in front of these. Uh, yeah, yeah exactly. Sit in front of these two Italians, I still want them. Right. <laughs> um, so. Um, the Alpha was one of those cars. Like we think this makes sense. I think we were on the Alpha for a while, and for that, for like four hours, and then we and I, then we moved yeah. and then we moved on to the. I, I gently begged you not to yeah. buy that car. And then we moved on to the M5, M5 and I'm like oh wait I can give them a ceramic brake so I start searching and there's one actually at the dealership we're sitting in, um, and I said oh Jesus you know can I get that M5 from Boston Motorsports Yeah yeah whatever you need happy to you know take care of you help you out on Let's it do whatever it, yeah. so you buy the car so. I give Safi the car and we're like, Hey, we're not going to do this. We're not like, there was a whole list of things. We did the S eight that we yeah. never used that we're like, we're not going to do this. Yeah. So we built that car in not enough time. Not enough time. That and, was so tight. Yeah. yeah. And it, was, it was, we, tight, we tight, were, tight, we were tight, finishing tight, tight. the car at midnight the night before we left. Yeah. And part of that, things was, were
2: still not working. And n- we're just like, we have to go to sleep. Cause if we don't, we're going to be up for like 50 hours. Yeah. straight, And that's not great.
1: So we, the reason that happened was we were having a couple little issues with the car, which which we ended up solving and they weren't actually big issues. No, at all. it was just like typical BMW. Hey,
0: check engine lights on. And it's some stupid like fuel breather flap. It thing, was something and totally like- dumb.
1: And instead of just like by the fourth time we tried to get it fixed from a local BMW dealer, I said, hey, is this affecting performance or fuel mileage? Like, like no. does it matter? Or they're, is it just like, a they're light? They're like, no, absolutely not. I'm like, why didn't I ask that on the first time? Because, like, I was just thinking, like, let's just get it fixed. And then I just started getting so frustrated with the fact that we just spent, you know, nearly $100,000 on a car and it's not working. Right. So, like, at the last minute, I had called Matt and I was like, hey, I might need to swap this for one of the other ones that you have. And then Chris is like, but that one doesn't have ceramic brakes. I'm like, oh. So we just were like, it was like a, it was a panic. And finally, I'm like, you know what? Safi, we gotta build this car. So he's like, okay, uh, how much time do I have? I'm like, well, it's gotta go to Bren Tuning first to have the fuel system installed. He's like, okay, just as long as I have three to five days, give me three to five days. I'm like, okay, well, it turned out all he had was three to five days. And yeah. his guys over there at AVI just banged the car out. It was nuts. It was insane. I mean, we got you know, all of the electronics all built in the car. Bren's guys got everything in yeah. um, fuel system tuning everything. But it was right to the wire. I mean, that was I mean, literally the night before we were having issues with the fuel cell breather. Yeah. Um and yeah, shout out to Pyrotech. <clears throat> they
2: they had no idea what we were doing. Oh, the we, Pyrotech fuel cell, yeah. Yeah, we we called them like in a panic several <laughs> times like this is not working. Uh we need something that does this and they're like, "What the hell are you doing well, with this?" Well, that's the
0: car? thing. is all we're these like, co- "Yeah, yeah, don't worry about don't, it." Yeah. Don't worry about it. Just, yeah, all just the, all, give us parts. <laughs> exactly, yeah, cuz all these companies, they're all the type of people who like they're dealing with like race teams or you know, they want to know what's going on so they can give you
1: the right advice and you're right. basically like, you can't tell them. Like yeah. towards the end, they sh- I think towards the end they started to realize like I think this is some type of time trial car or
2: something, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah, we weren't very honest with them, and they they gave us great info considering they knew half of what half we were of trying to thing. accomplish. Yeah, and they get they overnighted custom made parts to us uh, for for fuel setups that probably would only apply ever to a cannonball car. So uh, like big shout out to them for for, for kink us up And fucking that. not
1: asking questions. They're great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like they get on the phone with like Safi and his guys at the shop and they're like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, we'll build that. We'll overnight it. You'll have it tomorrow by noon." Wait, what? And like they're in Oregon. Yeah. You know, and yeah. it was like they overnight us apart and we got, and the part would be there on oh, time. Great. And then you know, we realized we needed some more A.N. lines and some more A.N. fittings. So I called a friend down in Freetown, Massachusetts. And I like, you know, the only place nearby that had all this A.N. stuff. It's so weird. And like hop in the car, blow down there, blow back to get, you know, buy way too much stuff. Cause we're like, well, I don't really know what we need. I'm just gonna buy it all. And that stuff is not cheap. No. And, um, so brought it back, got it all set. And you know, like midnight on that Friday night before we left, Having uh,
2: never tested have, the fuel we, we system, we literally ever. never
1: tested the car. And we got in the car, like, and
2: we had no idea what our fuel mileage would be. We had no idea
1: if the fuel system. With the S eight, we like overdid all the. We testing, knew everything, everything. So yeah. I
0: remember, I remember, um, you put in the spreadsheet what you thought it was going to be, and we were having a text chain of like, "What's the over under on the fuel economy?" And I think me and you both guessed within about a mile per gallon. I think I, I think I said seven or seven and a half, and you said about seven and a half. No. And, and we, we ended up at six and a half. Six and a half. It was <laughs> unfucking real I'll never forget the first stint, because the first stint in the Audis, you could get, like, nearly 800 miles out of that car. Yeah,
1: because oh, yeah. with the Audi, even, like, really beating the bag off that car, oh, you and, were getting yeah. 11 miles per gallon. Yeah. And then I think I said to you, hey, uh, Tom, we're going to need to redo our fuel stops. Like, why is that? I'm like, because we're currently averaging 6.9 miles per gallon over the last... 300 miles
0: it went from like i thought we were gonna fuel up in like illinois to like we're gonna just crest into ohio we barely got into ohio it was yeah. fucking unreal so we for that m5 is a pig the, the, the,
2: those who don't know they, we
0: scouted out fuel stops like along the route so you yeah. i have like, a list i have like a binder yeah full of fuel stops all across the country right and 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 we and it's ba- ba- li-
1: based on getting 10 miles per yeah, day yeah
0: so you, you you figure like we we thought we would get maybe
2: like 10. So you think the worst case scenario, you'll get like seven and a half and best case scenario, you get like 12 and a half. So if you do the math and how many miles that is, you can just say like, oh, between X amount of miles and X amount of miles, I'll just scout out a fuel fuel stop every like 20 miles and you know, scout them out, make sure they're right near the highway. And so we had that binder of all the way across the country of all of the different permutations of fuel economy of
0: where we could stop and then immediately we just did the binder out three, like, We need, yeah, we needed to th- a closer stop three hours in. I think I was like, well, this is all fucking useless. We're redoing fuel stops. <laughs> and, 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 <laughs> and we
1: had, we had you and the rest of the mission control, like, you know, doing the math of, okay, we think you can get 52 miles. Like, yeah, that's not going to work. It's 48 miles to empty up oh, 42 miles to empty. Uh, you know? And it was Dude. like, you know, and, and at that point we were like, we don't want to, slow down no
0: the strategy this time wasn't like hey let's milk the tank because no, run that... one and two it was a little more like alex roy method of like hey let's see how far we can get on the fuel let's try to limit our exposure to yeah. outrageous speeding fines All let's right. do this let's do that this car it was like the car will do 192 let's go 192. yeah yeah, yeah I the, mean, the it, first
2: runs we had it we knew the s8's fuel economy pretty well, so we could plan gas stations, and we had, we planned that fuel cell
0: to make it across the no, country. No, it, two it stops. went according to plan. It yeah. really did. And like there two a, stops, guys. Yeah. Like anyone listening, two stops in the Audi, New York to Los Angeles. This car was five, five stops. So. <laughs> Yeah. Sort of. Well, we'll talk four, about that. Four but and a half. But, all right. <laughs> so the strategy, though, was definitely a little more speed oriented. I think the fact that you guys were literally out for blood on this run yeah, it was, was just different. I think The, I, the vibe was not the yeah. same. I think cool. I
1: said to everyone, like, yeah, this is a business trip. Like, yeah. there's no fun with this at all. We increased and the spotters by, what, 25%? Yeah. I think so we we, we, we had up, like 30 spotters. We ended up with 38 spotters. Yeah. Uh, plus the 10 mission control team. Yep. No, 138. 42. It was forty-two. Oh yeah, you're right. You're yeah. right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it was forty-two. Um, and then the ten spotters, of the mission control team spotters, but you know. well, yeah. Um, and you know. And then a new driver. And a new driver. So, and so you know. So we should shout out we, Safi. Yeah, I mean, so so we've mentioned Safi from ABI a few times, and he's the one that built the car. You know, Safi's a. Um, a psycho? I wouldn't <laughs> say he's a psycho, but he just like his ability to just drive fast in any condition he has no sense of self-preservation He does not <laughs> it's incredible like he what's what's wild though is he is a relatively safe driver like i felt comfortable watching yeah, him drive he, at this he, speed he's really good he just does not care doesn't no I, there's no i'll so, do 180 for five hours i don't care for it's me just, it's just like it's insane
0: because here's the thing i think everybody else like we've all driven fast we're all comfortable on a rally yeah. we get you get in the spirit of it yeah. and it's fun to drive fast but at the same time, there's still this little, I guess, what most people would call a conscience yeah. that says, hey, there might be something ahead yeah. or there might be a deer, there might be a yeah. cop. And it's those things that hold you back from actually going full tilt. Yeah. Safi does not have that. The way that a psychopath doesn't feel emotions and has to fake it to mix in with normal society. Yeah. Safi
1: doesn't have that when it comes to speed. No, he, d- he doesn't. And, and like I think when he had said, hey, I want to do this with you. Chris and I were like, okay, like he's going to go really fast.
0: Well, we were afraid. So I, I don't know. Uh, fuck it. Well, let's just talk about this because run two, he was in the running. He was, he was in the mix of yeah. when we were talking about who was going to be the third driver. Yeah. And even I was like, I don't think he should go. He might be too crazy.
1: <laughs> and we talked about that. And and that then, was a and genuine we, discussion. And then, and then we realized we need crazy. That's like, all you like, need. You, you have to. And, yeah. and, and the thing was, was like, we just gave him some rules of don't do this and don't do this. And he just stuck to them. And he went fast. I mean, he went really, really fast. He went, yeah. I mean, we got we got to the Rockies in less than thirteen hours. Has anyone done that before? I, I don't yeah. know. I, mean, I, I I can't imagine anyone have. Well, we we heard that you know from Arnie and
2: Doug and from Ed that they got to Denver with an average speed of one twenty five. Yeah. Uh, we got there at an average speed of like one twenty two and a half. So. I mean, technically, they they must have got there quicker, but I I don't know
0: where we could have gone quicker. I mean, we we were well, a little delayed going out of New York. All yeah, well, so right, you, no, let's no, talk no. about the context of the timing because what was different on the third run? There, this was there was not a single state lockdown. Nope. Right now, there wasn't the uh, the riots where no, the the,
1: co- the country was as open as open can be, and. Particularly the a, middle of the country. Yeah, the middle of the country was like and nobody gives a shit. Yeah, no. so I mean, there, like there co- were no co-
2: masks. We pull into fuel stations. We have our masks on. No one's looking look at, like, look at us like we have like seven heads. Well, we're that's like, what's
0: crazy is you're pulling in in a fucking cannonball car that's decked out in antennas and, and, and iPads, and they're looking and at the, you because of the mask. Yeah, exactly. They're like, <laughs> and, oh, what are these like right. fucking
1: snowflakes? And you're like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. yeah like, so, um, New York. It took 15 minutes to get out of New York. So we tripled the amount of time it took to get New York from the first time. So again, talking about pace, right? There was lots of stopped in traffic in New York. So that's a spot where Arnie and Doug and Fred, who are faster than us, were able to save time. We had to stop for really five times. We had a fuel uh, pump issue on one of our stops. That's why we had to stop another time Um, and, you know, those stops couldn't have been any faster. Like there was no, No, you guys
0: nailed it. Every time I was timing them uh, yeah. mission control. Cause this time we did it at our front at uh, Sam's house. Yeah. I mean, s- I mean, you're
1: talking like seven minute fuel stops to th- for, consistently right, for three people to piss. And to fill 80 gallons of fuel. Yeah. yeah, we had the fuel stops down. They were incredible. I was so yeah. impressed with you guys on this
0: run. <laughs> this was, that's when, when I saw your, uh, not the first fuel stop because the pump sucked, but the second fuel stop was when I was like, oh, this is gonna go well. Yeah. And I watched you guys, I mean, that's the thing. We, we monitor everything, we have mission control and thank God I had all the people there because when the fuel stops went out the window because of the fuel mileage, suddenly I had to rely on David and Corey to be like, I need you to find 10 stations. Within the next 100
1: miles. And, <laughs> yeah. like,
0: now. And I need it to be confident, and I need you to call ahead and make sure and, that they're and, open. And they have to be right
1: off the highway. They can't be in a town. I mean, so. who, who – who, what
0: – has – I mean, imagine you're at a fuel station and you get a phone call that says, like, hi, uh, are you open? How fast are your pumps? <laughs> like, I mean, who the fuck gets that Do you have new pumps call? or old pumps? Yeah, what? when do the pumps get replaced? Yeah. And, like, these are the questions we're asking these people. Um, and, and these people
1: are like, I don't know, I just – Check people out, like they're not. They're, they're, they're like I they have no they idea. I they're was like
2: sleep five minutes ago
0: because it's four in the morning.
1: Like yeah, I like. sell combos. <laughs> yeah. End of list.
0: Like, <laughs> so run three. Let's go through the post mortem of this because yeah, at the end of the day, it's a twenty five thirty nine run. Right. Uh oh, no. or, sorry. Sorry. Twenty five fifty seven. Um What? What was the showstopper?
2: <sighs> uh, I mean, the showstopper. Well, there's two the two biggest issues were we got stopped for quite a while. The agricultural stop. There was like a lot of traffic there that we skirted some of it, but we got stuck in some of it. And then uh, we had a little bit of a hostage situation.
0: (laughs) We weren't the hostages. We were. Yeah. Thankfully we were (laughs) not the hostages. (laughs) To be honest, I kind of wish you were because
1: it would have been, it would have felt less brutal. So, and uh, at the agricultural stop, not only were we stressed out because we were stopped in traffic in the agricultural stop, we are going back and forth with Mission Control about yeah. which way we go out of this agricultural stop because someone has someone tried to kill themselves and now have their family held hostage in the Cajon Pass. I have gotten so much shit because I said Cajun Junction and
0: I thought it was C-A-G-U-N and it's C-A-J-O-N. How dare
1: you? You live 20, 20- 400 miles away <laughs> i have never
0: seen so many angry comments about like my shitty spanish when genuinely i thought it was like a louisiana thing i was like oh it's as, Cajun. as a
2: train enthusiast i i'm very familiar with that area i did not know
0: <laughs> and and so everyone's like now i know it's ca- uh, cajon like cajones yeah <laughs> so
1: uh, so at that point you guys said to us Hey, you gotta go around that. Well, just for context, what happened at mission control is we started fall
0: fo- we started looking ahead. And yeah, I remember Of course at traffic maps. Yeah, and- Ethan's looking ahead and he starts to see this red area in on the 15 start to, to highlight. And it starts going red and then it goes blood red to a red that it's like it's like it's like uh, I've never seen that red on a map. And he goes hey is this something and i'm like oh fuck yeah that's something and then we saw oh there's like an accident and i'm like that's okay we got four hours before we're getting there it's cool that'll clear up i'm not worried about that but keep an eye on it and as we're getting closer and closer it's just getting worse and worse and worse we're like what the fuck is going on this isn't how accidents work so that's when we realize it's a hostage situation and like police swat possibly national guard but i saw some pretty intense trucks out there um, and we get a live feed from a, a, a like a webcam that's showing us what's going on here and we're starting to notice that they're shutting down the highway exits. They're shutting down the highway from the front. They're shutting it down from the back. It's a mess. And this is not clearing up fast enough. Uh, So we start looking at alternate routes because we're like, well, you're going to get there. It may or it may not be open. There's two ways around it. You either go north across um, the Mojave Highway, where like Willow Springs is and then south on what is that? The five, the, the 14. Oh, maybe is that the 14 to the five or something like that? Um,
1: it, it, it was, yeah.
0: Or, or you go to where the traffic is still being backed up to the 18, which is a shorter route across. But the 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 reality is that might have that could possibly have more traffic because, because that's where people are getting off. Yeah, that's where they're diverting. So it was a hard call, and I mean, I didn't, I really didn't want to make that call, and I, I,
1: I think, I, I think, I in a hour time period, I must have asked you 15 times, Tom, are you sure? Tommy, you sure? And, and, then, I, I, fi- and then finally it, like, Chris, there's no other way. I don't know what else it, to tell you. I'm really sorry. And I'm like, all right, that's
2: it's, where we're a, going. it's a 50 mile. So I guess to put some in context, like the one across the Mojave desert is 50 extra miles, five,
1: five zero. So if you it's think, ab- if you think yeah. about that, instead of this thing being 2810, it's 2860. And it's also a
0: route we've never driven. Yeah. We had our scout, we had Jeff, our valiant, uh, finisher. He went up and scouted it, and I remember asking him. I'm like, I'm like, because I told him, I said, I don't give a fuck if you spot. I'm like, I need you to go tell me what and this, you know this looks, looks like. like yeah. I said, and he goes up there and he says it's a runway. I said, how fast can you go? And he said Vmax. Yeah.
1: Which, which, when he drove through it, it could have been. And then people, yeah. other people started to say, Hey, we got to get around this. And also, also, took that wait.
2: Route. So when we when we were doing this in the car, so we were using ways for directions. Ways was still telling us to sit in the traffic on I fifteen and then almost as we were getting into Barstow it switched over and it sent us to on that uh, Mojave Highway. Yeah. So if other people were on Waze similar to I us, remember I would imagine you, they would send them that way as yeah. well.
1: I do think if we were a little earlier to that spot, we probably like if agri- if the agricultural stop didn't happen we 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 would have been fine going on that route, that extended route. Right. And if we had got there earlier, we probably would have been even better off because I don't think other people would have seen what ways – you know, changed people to
0: do. And something that people need to know is, up through Vegas, our we were on pace for a 24-hour, a, a sub 24-hour run. Yeah. we were in the we were in like the 2350. It was like 2350, which was the pace. W- which is no fucking joke. Because it's one thing when you say, oh, we were we were really fast up to Denver. It's like, yeah, everyone's fast up to Denver.
1: No, this yeah. was nuts. Yeah, we yeah. We, we came out of Vegas to the agricultural stop at 2350.
2: Yeah, that was our. So I guess in for for those where we're getting these numbers is we have this the computer in the car does the plane stuff also has like a built-in gps because it has a gps antenna on it and uh, so i made a little custom display that it gave us basically the time the distance we'd covered our rate uh at that current rate what's our projected time what speed do we need to go to break the record currently um and a couple other and it it did our fuel uh into the tank and stuff like that so we had in the car, this thing that's constantly recalculating every second of what we need to do, what our pace is. So we had it right in the car, right in front of our faces.
0: That, and we double check that at Mission Control because yeah. we're doing actual calculations based on right. what we're seeing. And then you're looking at that and we're comparing the two to make sure that we're all aligned on what you need right. to do. Yep.
1: So we get on the Mojave Highway and like at first we were able to get moving pretty good. And then we start hitting traffic that probably saw, that probably saw what we saw as well. Like you know, oh shit, let's get around this. So we're moving through the desert I'm like, okay, like if we can like do a hundred miles an hour average, like we can still, we could still beat this by like five minutes. Yeah. The
0: beautiful thing about being ahead of time is that your average starts to look really palatable because if you've done your job in the middle (coughs) of the country, you can sit at 80
1: miles an hour and coast your way down to the Portofino. Right. So um, when we get out there, we come up on a environmental police truck. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I wouldn't go blowing by him. And was like, what do you mean? What do you mean? And I'm like, I don't think that's a good idea. Yeah. So we like hung we, back. We were in discussions
2: in the car whether like we can pass this guy, yeah, like whether this guy it? can pass pull us over or not. Yeah. We had no idea.
1: So thankfully,
2: <laughs> a Volkswagen Golf R owner mm-hmm. figured
1: that one out for us. <laughs> <laughs> he went blowing past us and past the environmental police truck. And then as he did that, he puffed a big thing of smoke out of the back of his car too, which I'm sure the environmental oh, police delicious. guy absolutely loved. Yeah. Next thing you know, all the lights come on, and yeah. he pulls them over, and then the road opens up. We're like, oh. And that was like, we probably stayed at like 75 miles an hour for like, for a while. Yeah, there was, he,
2: there was nobody in front of him. And there was a lot of people backed up behind this guy. Because
1: he wasn't. So this guy in the golf hour was like, screw this. I'm going to go around him. Thanks, pal. Dude, so, God bless. <laughs> And then after that, like, we were able to make decent time. But, like, these highways are, like, secondary highways, right? Right. So there weren't, like, no three-lane open roads. The highway becomes, like, a road with a light on it. Right. You know, it, well that they're like Hi- legit stoplights. Well, we, the,
0: the Mojave Highway, especially, it looks like like a, it looks like if you were to film something at like, oh, we're gonna do a, a period correct movie in the 1960s about Route 66. That's where you fucking That's where go. you do
1: it. Yeah. It's and then like you come up with the desert. There's like this airplane graveyard. Like it's yeah. just a it's weird place. Very bizarre. Yeah. And
0: you needed to hold like 160 to make up for the, the distance. Yeah, and it, we're in the middle of the day. Like it's. Around, like, Sun what? is blazing. Two, yeah, two two in, in the, the afternoon.
2: afternoon, there's people out. Like it was. You just you can't. It's do... just not happening. And and then we knew. You know, after that, you're in Los Angeles for a long period of time. Yeah, and it and was.
0: This isn't. This isn't shut down. This isn't curfew. This, this isn't is, like. This, PM PM this is. This, is, this is
1: real. Mm. Normal traffic, LA. Yep. Like, actually, I should say the whole thing was real normal traffic. I mean, from coast right. to coast. Right. So
0: you roll into the Portofino and. You're off. I mean, it, 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 there's, there was, we knew for a while because, I mean, at that point, you're, you're, tw-
1: you know, 20, 30 minutes off pace. It's just like, fuck it. This is, this is brutal. So, what was this one like? So, you know, leading up to that, there was lots of, um, not arguments in the car, but like, um, you don't have to sugarcoat it. It yeah, was it, shitty. It th- was th- shitty. Th- it was definitely, um, you know, two people trying to coach one person um, and we finally got that shut down towards the end of, like, who's going to do what and who's going to tell who to do what, which I think was more, hey, you've been in the car for really 30 hours at that point because we all drove down from Boston to New York and, like, you know, there's this whole, like you're just, you're done, man. Like you're done with each other. You're, you're just, you're done.
0: Well, plus it's like a Lamont stint where like, sure. The guy in the middle of the night put in all this work Yeah. and then he, you know, there's gotta be an emotional crumbling yeah. at the end when it's like, Oh my God, I wish I was driving or I wish this was happening and all this <laughs> other crap. It's yes. like, you know what? Just,
1: you gotta just accept so, what's going on. So I'd you know? say in LA, like we definitely like, were able to like keep the time reasonable Um and then again, California Highway Patrol, like there was just like things that just kept like eating away. So we ended up rolling in at 2557, which was 19 minutes behind the record that was set during shutdown. So like if you think about that for a second, it, we almost broke a record that was set when there was no one out when everyone was out. Right. So it's like, OK. Since then, people are like, oh well, you guys have the record because those other ones have an asterisk. And it's like no, like the thing about cannonball. There's no rules. There's no rules. Like you have to, the cars' tires have to be on the ground at the red ball, and the cars, the same cars' tires have to be on the ground the whole time, all the way to the Portofino. How you do it in between is up to you. Now you can't like get out of the car and have a driver swap happen from a fresh driver in the middle of the country. It doesn't work that way, but like. You know, will I say that we have the record? No. no. We have I, the fastest average time. Have, yeah, we have the fastest average <laughs> That's speed. True. You, you do have the, high, average, the highest average, average speed, speed. And we have the fastest time, you know, Cause post-COVID cause we, shutdown. We went 50 extra miles. Right. Yeah, <laughs> and we went 50 extra miles and still only missed it by 19 minutes. Yeah. So, you know, I would say if some guy didn't try to off himself on the highway and then hold his family hostage at gunpoint at the same time, which... Not really sure of the logic there, but not a lot of logic I'm people that try fascinated. to kill themselves. Uh,
0: yeah, I've never been such an asshole because in my brain I'm
1: like, why couldn't you just aimed properly? <laughs> like,
0: I fucking um, hate myself for thinking that, but at I the mean, same time I'm like, oh. if you
1: do the math, Chris, um, if you take the 50 miles out and you add, what do you think we would have finished in?
0: I think we would have been low 25s probably
1: like 25, 10 ish or so. I do. Yeah.
0: I think, I think, cause I was already gearing up. One of the spotters, I needed him to go further. And uh, this is like in the middle of the country. Um, and I needed uh, Utah, Utah was where it was really empty. And we didn't have enough spotters. I convinced a spotter to stay on the road for an extra like hundred miles. Yeah. Because I, at first he said, no, 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 no. And then I, I wasn't on the phone with them. Cause I don't, do, I don't talk to any of the spotters. I talked to you guys the whole run, but I told them um, I'm like, tell him if he does this, he is contributing to the headline in the article that's gonna say you can drive from New York to Los Angeles in one day. Because yeah. I, at that point I was like, we're doing this in 24 hours. Yeah.
1: And I, I, he stayed on the road, Right. it kept him on the road. And, and I think, you know, yeah, I mean, we have the fastest time, you know, um, post shutdown, but it's not a record. No. I mean, the, it, you know, like there's no, like like, like for us, we planned to go on that date. It just so happened that the country was shut down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that, I mean, I think the shutdown both hurt us and
2: helped us. I think it it helped us. We went faster than we would have, but I think it hurt us because so many other people took shots at the record. Like when we were planning on going anyway, like you know, I'm not saying that I think we would have broken the 27.25, but we could have. And you know,
1: we you know, I, I
2: think having it be set now on the 25s makes it just that much harder.
1: Yeah, I mean so Chris and I talk about that all the time. It's like, you know, he mentioned earlier in this interview that the, um, M five might not even be the car anymore. Yeah. I don't.
2: So my personal theory, and I, I've told this to a bunch of people now is you need to make up so much time. You, there's no more time to be made up in the middle of the country where it's flat. You need to make up the time where it's twisty, but you also need a car that's fast enough to do that great time through the middle of the country. So, you know the history of the cannonball when it started. It was in two-seat sports cars with fuel cells and 308 uh, GTS, Porsche yeah. 911 turbos. Right, and then it and Alex Roy was the first one I think that did it in like a German sedan, and it progressed to that because they had the speed, but also you could fit three people in them. It's
1: comfortable. And it,
2: comfortable, and at the time the technology. It, you didn't really have like ways. You didn't have Glimpse. You didn't. You couldn't really do a mission control. They were having trouble talking to a plane that was right over their head. Never mind, like someone all the way back in Boston. So, you know, and I think you know, Ed Bolian and Arnie and Doug, they they all use that same formula to to get as fast as they could go with that. And now I think that's at a limit, and we're almost back to two-seat sports cars again. Like you need like a Porsche Turbo S and. Put fill the front with fuel. You don't need the person in the back seat now because you have mission control. Like you've proven that, you know, you don't really need that third person in the car anymore. You need the agility in the car to be able to throw it around some some
0: turns in the Rockies. What? Um what do you think? I mean, you're you're one of three teams. You're the third place right now, uh, from what we understand, and um, which in which we're we're pretty confident that that's the truth because we know all the cannonballers. I yeah, mean, I mean,
1: there's there's one group of guys um, that's out there that uh, never really says what they're doing, um, but piecing things together, I think they did like 2605. Yeah. Um, but again, they haven't come out. There's no. There's really no info about what they've done, but again, piecing things together, I I, I don't think they're that fast.
0: What so. do you think about the safety of the 25 realm? I mean, at this point, the speeds are, are we're we're not fucking around here. Like in the Alex Roy days, you know, we watch we watch uh, Apex JF's movie and, you know, you see David Maher like really kicking it up and and doing 140, right? And now 150 is the fucking bottom line. If I saw you guys go under 150, I was yelling at you.
1: So, from a safety aspect, like I feel like the three of us are very good drivers and we've all had some type of training um, and we all drive fast cars very often. Um, Some of us drive for work. Some of us work on these cars all the time, right? So if you look at from that aspect, you had three people that were extremely competent to do what we did. Um, The rules that were in place were basically like, hey, we're not, you know, we're not doing 100 down the breakdown lane. We're not cutting trucks off. We're not, you know, uh, passing minivans on the right. Like, those are all things that we did a 99% good job on over the three runs. Yeah. Um, were there occasions where we were like, oh, shit, probably shouldn't have done that? Yeah, but, like, that I, happens on a daily basis. Yeah. I mean, I like, didn't, I, didn't I, I don't think th- there was ever a time that we, like, were unsafe.
2: No, I – no, I don't think there – there was particularly in the first two runs i think there was no real even close calls i think it was mostly like you know we had we had rules in place i mean selfishly we had those rules partially to to prevent people from calling the cops at us like you know if someone goes blowing by you at a high rate of speed you're like wow that was really fast you might call the cops you might not but if someone cuts you off at a high rate of speed you're much more likely to call the police so like
1: especially if you if it upsets what you're doing yeah
2: so you know we obviously we want to be safe and we had these rules to make sure we were safe and we stuck by them. And, but they were also in there. And the reason we stuck by them so carefully is we don't want people calling the police on us. So, you know, it's, it's, those are the reasons why we have these rules.
1: And I think there are always going to be people that were, Oh, you're endangering people's lives. Like I said there for in the last 14 years, 12 out of those 14 years, I've driven over 40,000 miles a year. And the things I see people doing I while guess. driving, whether it's texting or eating or hitting their kid or reaching back to get something in the car, swerving, and, like, I look at that kind of stuff. I'm like, man, that's the real dangerous stuff. Like, that's the stuff that, like, that's a person that's in a Corolla or a minivan that can't correct properly. And, and I just... Yeah, we're in a car that's... Extremely capable. Uh, yeah, capable car.
2: It's been maintained up to the... We had brand new tires. We have brand new brakes. It's been to the whatever dealership, Audi or BMW, multiple times before we did the run to go through it, make sure everything is perfect. And if it's not, replace it. We, you know, we're when in the car, the person who's driving is only driving. That's one of the rules: is the person in the driver's seat only drives. <laughs> no phone, in the passenger, no nothing. No, no, no phones in the front, no nothing. Person in the passenger seat is only looking out for him. So you have two eyes, 100%, out (laughs) the front of the car. Four eyes. Well, four eyes, two sets of eyes, Mm. out the front of the car, 100% of the time. The person in the back is doing everything that would distract you and have stuff, like, looking down. You know, you have spotters out in front of you that are running the route, that are telling you about things in the road, potholes, big turns. Traffic. Traffic, construction, police. So, like, you – it is the – I mean, obviously, there's always a risk with speed, but it's as safe as you can possibly do it. It's safer than distracted driving. It's just safer than people being on their cell phones. I think, like it, we we take every precaution, and it's always taken very seriously. And You know, there are rules we have in the car that we don't break. And those rules are to keep us safe, keep other people safe, and ultimately make sure we're still
0: going fast. What do you say to people who want to do this? And B, what do you think Cannonball proves anymore? Because it started off being a protest of the 55 mile an hour speed limit. Um, I don't think anytime soon, based on what I've seen on YouTube comments in my video about unrestricted American roads, I don't think we're ever getting that. I mean, so yeah, number one, what is it, what is it, what would, what advice or deterrent would you give to new cannonballers who've never done this and B, what does it prove anymore? Let Christoph go first on that one. Uh,
2: all right. I think so good advice to, to people who are thinking about doing this is that it's 95% planning. Like you can, you it's doing the run is kind of like an after fact that you just do after you do all the planning for it. So if, If you don't want to do the planning, you probably aren't going to be successful. You need, you you know, we spent countless hours going through all the permutations, research, uh, you know, building custom electronics for this. Chris spent uh, hours and hours and hours, hundreds of hours on the phone getting spotters lined up and like... Doing all the people schmoozing and making sure they're going to be in the right place. Putting them right in hotels, home. buying them dinner, flying yeah, them out. Yeah. So it's, it's like sh-
0: being an astronaut. Every kid wants to be an astronaut because they want to get in a rocket, but they don't know that that, kid's, that guy's like a fucking PhD yeah, he has in a physics PhD, and yeah. engineering, and he knows how to, like, literally build the rocket.
2: <laughs> right. And so, like, there's so much planning that goes into it. It's building the car. It's making sure the car is in, like, perfect shape. Like... You know, people are like, oh, I have a fast car. I haven't changed the tires on it in the last five years. But I'll, it's like, no, you need brand-new tires, and you need good tires, and you need, you know, everything in the car needs to be tip-top shape because you can't have any leaks. You can't have – nothing can go wrong. So you, you can't have you, – you, all this work needs to go into it before you even think about heading to the Red Ball garage. You need to know where your fuel stops are. You need to know where your spotters are. You need to know how you're contacting those spotters. You need to know, you know – all of this stuff before you even get started. So I think planning. And if you can't do the planning and you don't have a plan of how you're going to break the record and what your advantage is over the previous records, then I think you're you're setting yourself for failure. I mean, if you want to do it for fun and you don't care what time you set, I mean, that's one thing. But if you're really trying to like break a record, no matter which record that is, you need to be honest with yourself about what your advantage is over the current record holder and what you can bring to the table that's different and, you know, whether you can actually do the planning.
1: You know, it's funny. I see people... Well, my first thing is, uh, for someone that wants to do this, uh, it's don't. It's awful. Yeah. Um, I think I say the same thing now, yeah, too. I used to um, talk to people
0: excitedly about this, and now I'm like, every time someone comes up to me because they know I'm involved in this, uh,
1: it's like the biggest yeah. turnoff. I'm so, like... <laughs> yeah. I read your comments, and people are like, oh, if you had an A6 diesel, or if you... would did remote fueling, you did all these things, it's like, no, like you are all so wrong, like so wrong. It, you need a car that is a performance car. There is no, like the fact that that A8, the only reason why that A8, and I, I drive an A8L, okay? The only reason that car did that was because it was in the middle of it, like in the middle of a shutdown and there was zero people out you could have done that in any car that would have done 130 miles an hour yeah. it's just the way it was but yeah. like and not to take anything away from them no, i mean they, absolutely they they're the ones that threw that together really
2: quick and made sure made it all work and you know they had a plan and they their plan was to, their advantage over the current record was to take advantage of the the covid shutdown and i genuinely and they like, did yeah and, and they I did a great they did, they a, did great a great job, job.
0: I think because they were such an unplanned crew, that's why they got such a bad reputation for what they did.
1: And I think that's part of it. Like, that run told others, like, oh, it doesn't take much to do this. Anyone can go out. Just go do it. That is simply not the case, especially now. I mean, it's – the traffic is insane. Um, The stakes are higher Uh, because it's gotten so much um, media – there are a lot more people aware of what's going on, um, you know, from a law enforcement standpoint. Um, the planning is insane. I mean, I must have spent hundreds of hours. Yeah. Chris has spent hundreds of hours. Now, each time we had a third person in, but because we had already done all of it, it was like, oh, let's add this person in and they'll help out with what they can do. But for example, Sa- for example, still. For example, Sam jumped in, was hugely helpful with spotters Mm -hmm. and all that kind of stuff. Safi built the fucking car. Okay. So like each person kind of had their like thing that they could do. Yeah. And not only that, like in order to do this, like we pooled five or six people's finances. It was not just like one or two people. Yeah. That's one thing that we thought was going to be our advantage over,
2: uh, ed and alex rory going into this is that we were all friends and we were all splitting it you know my impression of how alex and ed's run went is th- the two of them were the ones that were driven to yeah, do they this they funded it they funded it they got it they did all the planning and they grabbed and, somebody else and they grabbed their other co-drivers kind of not at the last second but you know they weren't as involved with the planning right you know, we thought our before arnie and doug did this we thought part of our advantage over previously held records was that we were splitting the finances, we were splitting the planning, we were splitting this between people who were really good friends and we were doing this for each other. And you know, that, that was an advantage over one person doing everything. We had three different viewpoints going into this. Yeah.
0: Well, so what do you think the uh, <clears throat> the
1: what do you think the future of Cannonball is right now? <sighs> um I hope it becomes more more pure. Um you know there's the C to C Express um, there's the, there's another run that not anyone really knows about that's, that's being built and CTCS is no longer a thing. Um, there's another run that's kind of hush hush that that's being built out and it's, you know, older cars, you know, less tech and, you know, trying to do something for the fun of it mm-hmm. not for the record of it. Yeah. And, you know, for me as a car guy, I mean, I work in the car business, I have fun cars. That's literally mostly what we talk about, much to the chagrin of our significant others. They like time how long before we start talking about cars we're at dinner. It's pretty funny. So like as a car guy, like what we did, is there a more ultimate car guy thing than what we did?
2: I don't know. I mean it's something I've always wanted to do. It's yeah. definitely like a bucket list yeah item that I wanted to do. You know, it would have been nice to break the record. I don't know where Cannonball goes because the record is so low that it is a serious undertaking (laughs) now it's not like you you can't just be like oh i'm gonna take a shot at the record
0: there there is an asymptotic curve you are coming down to the level where like can't so can it be done in ideal conditions where you've literally shut down the whole country 22 23 hours yes can it be done in real world under 25 i I don't know so
1: i think i know how to do it it's going to cost two hundred thousand dollars yeah, and I'm yeah. not spending two hundred thousand dollars to break a record for no reason. Yeah, there's no fucking trophy. Like, there's no trophy. There's no, you know, uh, we've already spent, God knows, I, I actually not God knows, <laughs> you, you, I know, but know. I'm not gonna, I'm <laughs> not gonna, because uh, people are gonna be like, wait, you could have done this with that and that with that, but I, like, I look at it, and I'm not gonna give anyone the blueprint, but it's a two hundred thousand dollar thing. Yeah, That's yeah. What's
2: it's it's. The undertaking now is so, so much larger. For when even we started, and that was not even a year ago, no. I mean, maybe, a, maybe a little over a year ago. Like, and it's just such a larger undertaking to, like you said, it's asymptotic. It, the, the lower it is, the more you have to invest m- both money, time. Yeah, the law of diminishing returns. returns. You start yeah.
0: really pouring money and effort and, and technology into it. people. And, and you're literally, you might beat it by a minute. Congratulations. Yeah, <laughs> and, well, and
2: you know you, you <coughs> need so many people. At that point, like, we had our last run, we had, what, like, 60 people probably involved? Yeah, 60, or 60 or people involved. People. In yeah, the yeah. whole whole affair, like, I don't know 60 people. Like, I'm lucky I know other people who know lots of people. It's, I think I know, like, eight.
1: I've been relatively lucky. Not relatively. I've been very fortunate that I've made friends all across the country through, through business, through travel, through college, so on and so forth. That, you know, there are people I hadn't talked to in 12 years. Like, hey, I'm doing this. Remember that time I did this for you 14 years ago. Can you help me? Yeah. And oh, by the way, do you have a friend or four that will help as well? Yeah. And everyone's like, yeah, sounds good. And that was just like, that's what we had to yeah. do. And then, you know, it was a friend of a friend and a friend of a friend and a friend of a friend. And then like now it's like, oh, when are we going again?
0: When are we going again? It's like, well, that's what's crazy is they're the ones who want to go
1: again. They want to go yeah, again. The they spot. all want to be a part of it again. Yeah, the
0: so I just want to do it more than we do now. And, and I
1: think, <laughs> you know. COVID was such a negative on a lot of people. I mean, s- some of our spotters were unemployed Yeah. and the fact that we're like, Hey, here's a free weekend in Chicago or Las Vegas. It's not open, but you know, here you go. was something to do. It was something to do or something they were excited about. And like, just be a, these are guys that are also mostly in girls that are mostly car people. Like they want to say that they were a part of something. The- yeah. That-
0: that's what blows my mind is because there's really no, um, it- it's, it's a kind of a selfless thing. And I was really impressed by the spotter network more than anything else, because like we,
1: you know, they were awesome. We went from
0: we went, I mean, we went from let's talk about doing this to you pulled me in for the the documentary to let's do mission control to we, we, we grew up from complete amateur cannonballers who who just had the dream of like what it is to I mean we're like a hireable entity <laughs> like it's so like if you wanted your fucking team to win yeah. we can coach you to that yeah you know what i mean and like we can set that up we're open to offers as no. well <laughs> if, if anyone out there would like to hire us definitely cash <laughs> under the table i'm not
1: sure i'd drive but i'm sure that ha- I'm, I'm more than happy to consult so
0: i guess at that to, to wrap it up are you are you going again
1: oh uh, um it's been I'm not, a couple
0: months i'm not going again
1: i've i've said it um A couple of people have asked me and I said, if Chris wanted to do it again and he and Chris came to me and said, I want to do this again, I'd do it again. But if anyone else came to me and said, do you want to do it again? I would say, no, I'm not. I, I, we started this together. We started texting each other about this when we were kids, basically. And, um, you know, and I don't think I would try to convince Chris to do it again because I think he'd try to break my nose. Yeah. So, I mean... I I
2: I would do it again if if I thought it was possible. I don't think it's possible.
1: Reasonably, re- reasonably. reasonably
2: possible right now. I I don't know. I mean, if, if there's another shutdown, maybe. But I the, I I I think the difference is when the first shutdown happened. Everyone really took it seriously because yeah, there's a big unknown. And I kind of feel like as time's gone on, a lot of people are not taking COVID seriously. You know, there's a lot of debate whether that's right, wrong, whatever. I'm not going to get into that. But I, I just it just means there's more people on the road. So even if there is a shutdown, there's not going to be the shutdown like there was
0: yeah, it's not, in the spring. The, the, the real fear is gone <clears throat> yeah. for enough Americans that even if there's a shutdown, they're going to give them the finger and they're going to do their thing.
1: Yeah. Did you like how I put that on you?
2: <laughs> uh, yeah, I know. That, that was nice. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, also, too, like you're. You're back to pre-COVID planning for one of these things. So traditionally, they happen around Columbus Day weekend. That's where we did the, uh, right. the that run? A- That's where we did our third run. So I think you, we have essentially a year to wait until the window opens to do this again. Um, it depends what traffic's like. There's a lot, a lot of things can happen in a year. I don't, you don't know what it's going to be like. And you're back. Do you do you start trying to? start the run at night again because is traffic in new york and la gonna be bad or do you stick with the leaving earlier there's a lot of var- changed every there's a lot of variables that changed based on shutdown open up what's the right car you know we have the m5 still is that still a car that we think we can do it in do you have to go i mean like i said i think the next step is like a, a car like the porsche turbo but, I mean, that's a whole other category of expense on top of the M5, which is already expensive. Yeah. And this was a, a whole category on top of the S8 uh, Plus, which was, you know, expensive. Like like Chris said, it's just, it just gets more expensive. You need more people.
1: Uh, I don't know. I'm not saying never, but it sure as hell is not in an M5 again. And it sure as hell is would take him saying, yeah. let's do it. And yeah. that's, that's think, it for me. I
2: think it... And that's Uh, someone have to prove to me that it's possible. And like like I said, I think anyone who goes into this, they need to be honest with themselves of what advantage do they have over the record. And right now I don't see what advantage we could bring to the table. Especially over, over, uh, uh, Arnie and Doug's record. Like that's a pretty great record. I don't know what, what we could do to overcome it that they haven't done.
0: All right. Well, I have to pee so that's, <laughs> that's my thing it's an hour and 52 minutes so
1: well before we wrap <laughs> before, before, before you pee um, I mean a thank you really from both of us you, uh, yeah, you really stepped up we asked you to document this because you're Tedward and uh, we knew you'd do a great quality job and you sort of jumped in in the middle of the night one time, and you kind of never left, and you really took this on as yours. And I think a lot of you get a lot of shit online about, <laughs> you know, Cannonball, and this has to be your car, and you did all these things wrong, and all this stuff. And it's, I think I would like for people to know yeah. it wasn't you, and you want to direct some hate directed at us, but yeah. there's really nothing to hate here. We did things in the most pure manner we possibly could, and the safest manner we could, and but yeah, we couldn't have done it without you and your team. help. yeah, certain. that wouldn't.
2: That wouldn't have gone well for us if we didn't have Mission Control and you there and, you know, talking us through a lot of difficult decisions and difficult moments in the car being the very much the voice of reason. And uh, I'm glad
0: you didn't die because uh, between me and uh, Chris, uh, I think we end up each run, we end up with about 40 to 70 calls. Between each other because we keep dropping calls through certain parts of the country. And if you died mysteriously within 24 hours, they would think you killed me. 100%. I look like a fucking stalker with those phone calls. Just
1: to kind of explain that, like we would keep mission control on the car, uh, on in the car, and my phone would be connected to Bluetooth. You know, as anything, you drive 2,800 miles, uh, you are going to drop a call from time to time. And generally, that's 50 to 70 times. Um, So if we did die, mysteriously, and no one could find us, everyone would think that he killed us. Yep, Verizon is going to be like, you were
0: on the phone with this guy for like 25 hours.
1: (laughs) 50 (laughs) times. So thanks again, Tom. Yeah, uh, we really appreciate
2: it. We couldn't have done it without you. Uh, Yeah,
0: and thank you to the spotters just because you guys do like the crazy... I mean, we thank them all the time. Like, it doesn't even make sense that they do this for
1: us. I know, I can't say like... What's the single biggest thing that helped? The spotters. Spotters. I can't, like, you, that's, could, that's you could have nothing in the car. By the way, the laser jammers, one of the most expensive things ever Never went off once. Never. We
0: had them in the car for all three runs, and they never went off. Yeah. Guess sp- what? When you pass a cop at 180, he doesn't give a shit
1: with the lasers. Thing, so <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just, <laughs> you know, so for all the expense and all the gadgets, it was the spotters, our scout team, and mission control.
2: Yeah. 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 The spotters. You couldn't download you. I know a lot of our spotters are are planning their own runs that for a variety of different like records, motorcycle record and whatever. And, uh, if you need a spotter,
0: I am there. Yeah. We have like the craziest network. I think we, we have probably the largest network of people willing to help out with this. And that's, what's incredible is we went from a grassroots team to this team is genuinely world-class and they're good people. And they're good, yeah, they're all good and, people. And
1: the crazy thing is, they all kept their mouths shut until we told them. They oh my could. God, they're better than insane. us. Yeah. Insane. Insane. <laughs> they're <laughs> definitely better
0: than my wife. My wife told everybody. <laughs> 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 all right, guys. Well, thank you for being on. Um, I'm glad. I'm glad you're alive. And, uh, you know, if you're if you're going again, I'm in. But, I don't want to go again. <laughs> 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 all right. Cool. So what do you think? Is that what you thought it would look like? Is that what you thought the team looked like? I don't know. I think I've I've been with these guys for so long that it just seems so normal to me, and it's absolutely not normal. This is a very strange thing to do, and uh, you know I think I think people getting an inside look at these teams is pretty shocking and eye-opening for for most people. I mean, if you're not a cannonballer, this is this is totally strange. But I hope this satisfied the itch to learn about what these guys do, who they are, and the setup. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you guys so much for watching. Don't forget to subscribe to the YouTube channel. And of course, respect the drive. I'll see you in the next one.